Hey everybody, welcome to High Spots and Kickouts. I'm Rich. I'm sitting here with Clint. How's it going? And Brent. How's everybody doing? And uh man, just kind of a heartbreaking week this week with uh Bob Eaton passing away. Uh I mean he he uh he was around for a long time. He he knew what true heat was in the mid Atlantic. Uh and I mean he spent the last part of his career just being a mentor to like the entire independent scene and there's so many people that looked up to him that you weren't like it, his reach goes so far like it's like felt on a regional level here in central illinois like. yeah well yeah when you listen to all the shows and responses that people kept putting out this week like he was the guy that would bring extra stuff in his bag because from living right. on the road and all that he knew that sometimes you weren't going to find a bathroom or whatever so you're going to take a shit on the side of the road and here's some toilet paper. <laughs> and like he, he was the guy that would take that young kid and be like, I'm going to work with him and we're going to make him. Oh uh, yeah, man. He put up, a, put, put, made a lot of guys in this time. Uh, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin being one of them. Yeah. Uh, their TV title. Shit. And, and Steve probably, was green. And well, that, and I, I, he probably, I would imagine going up and down the road, you know, talking to him and helping him out with things like that. I know he was, he was a big influence on a, a lot of, not maybe the newer generation of wrestlers, but guys from when we were younger. Um, maybe some of the guys now, too. Maybe there are a few wrestlers that still respect the old school way of wrestling, you know? Well, like F like FTR, if you talk to them about tag teams, yeah, it's the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express. Well, Those are the only two tag teams that matter. If you noticed FTR in this last week's episode of AEW, um, well, it wasn't both of them, but they did a little a little vignette where it was Pride and Glory cutting a promo, and then uh, it was, uh, which, which one's the bald one? Uh, Dax. Dax Hardwood. Yeah, it was him because the other one got well, his Cash arm. Wheeler's arms all it, fucked up. Yeah, he got his arm cut, but they're supposed to fight a rampage next yeah, Friday. Like, like I think a, like the hook of the turnbuckle got stuck in his yeah. arm and just ripped it open. So while he's cutting that promo, he has a Vern Gagne shirt on. No, oh, that's sweet. It's a picture of Vern Gagne uh, with whatever that kind of picture was him, like putting a guy in a leg lock or whatever. It's kind of a famous like cartoonish picture of him, yeah. like put putting a dude in a leg lock or something. And it said Vern Gagne and then had some like Japanese stuff up in that corner of here, but it was, it was kind of a cool shirt. Which then on the point that we're talking about Bobby Eaton passed away, uh, Jody Hamilton, who was Assassin 1, also yeah. passed away. So we don't want to... Sad. Another sad. another NWA legend. I don't really know too much about... They were big in their, the... He was big in like the 60s, late 60s yeah. and early 70s. Honestly, I don't remember hearing about them in WCW, WWF ever. Or maybe they just had different gimmicks if they did make their all own Assassin's All I kind of know about them is like Rick... Rick Flair telling stories about him and him just being just tough as fuck. Like, yeah, me and the assassin was out there. He's out there whooping ass. Or, yeah, he, he was assassin one. Yeah. And then there was assassin two. Are they a tag team or was there just the same gimmick, different dudes? Like, uh, they, like, they were the a tag team. Well, I thought maybe it was like um, su the suicide character. Is that like eight different people underneath the mask? <laughs> which, now, which now Caleb with a K is uh, Caleb suicide. with a K. <laughs> he plays two different people on Impact right now. Caleb with a K. Which he, he he's a. How are we not professional wrestlers with the names they got right now? Dude, we was at one point. No, I mean we should have made it by now. That's, <laughs> okay. that's a goofy. Okay. I could, Forty ounce could have been me for sure. Right. Caleb with a K is a high spot for the week. Okay. Is that he dates uh, Chris Statlander? Oh well, I will give him a high spot for that because she is very good looking female. I don't know who that is either. She's one of the best she, friends. Yeah, she's uh, she's the alien yeah. chick that gives everybody the boop. Like yeah. the fucking <laughs> pockets, motherfucker. The uh, yeah, orange she's, yeah. Cassidy. Yeah, his 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 click of no good ruffians. Jeez. All right, but I think we probably need to go back to touch on Bobby Eaton a little bit more. So, <clears throat> which Rich is the uh, territory? 
guru, so he's the uh, lead on this part. I mean, just they're running Mid Atlantic, like uh, with the uh, the Midnight Express or whatever. Jim Cornette, fucking just real heat, like batteries being thrown, like real heat. Something that's, that's been missing from wrestling for a good long time, and I hadn't seen a flash of it until we seen Cordona versus Gage or whatever. Which, like which that's when he was partnered with uh, what Dennis Condre. Yeah, Condre, and then. But Stan Lane was the other one that he was partnered with. That was later, point. right? Yeah. Because <clears throat> I know he was the constant in the Midnight Express. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, him and, like, him and uh, Ricky Morton's real-life friendship, too. Like, uh, like uh, his kids. Which I didn't realize how you're talking about his kid. I didn't realize Nick, Nick Patrick is Bobby yeah. Eaton's son. Yeah, yeah. Referee Nick Patrick. Really? Yeah. Uh, That's strange. They, he's he's the one that broke the news to everybody. Uh, Ricky Morton and him are like Nick, best friends. Nick Patrick like, Eaton, huh? So he don't even referee no more, does he, Nick Patrick? Uh, he uh, just stopped, I think. I don't think he's on any show. Yeah. So. Uh, he, uh, they, their kids are like his, each other, their other kids. It was Uncle, Uncle Bobby and Uncle Ricky. <laughs> And like they lived like real close to each other for like the last thirty years. Or <laughs> hey, Ricky Bobby was this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I mean, looking back at the uh, territory days from the late seventies all the way up until the end of the territories, either Ric Flair or the Midnight Express and the Rock and Roll Express pretty much headlined a uh, yeah, every, NWA show. Anything in the Carolinas for sure. Oh yeah, like Charlotte was the hotbed for that, but. I mean, Georgia Championship Wrestling, same thing with that. Florida, they were up and down the coast. Florida, Georgia. Then they went to Jim Crockett, right? Yep. Well, Jim Crockett bought out, uh, or, or uh, Jim Hurd, right? No, Jim Crockett bought Mid Atlantic oh, Wrestling or whatever yeah. and turned it into Jim Crockett Promotions, and that's when, uh, what's his fuck bought it? Ted Turner bought it and turned it into WCW. But uh, I mean, that was real Southern wrestling, like. That shit's still out today. I mean, well, yeah, back when you watch it back in those days, like those guys did a move for a reason and they were in a certain spot when they were supposed to be for that reason for the next move. They had the psychology of wrestling that we don't really see anymore. And it would just get people fired the fuck up. Well, that's it. That's, shit. that's, like, that's a big thing that's missing in wrestling right now is that ability to get people to throw shit at you. Yeah, and MJF is the only guy who's got that. I'm surprised dude, that there hasn't been more people trying Matt, to attack Matt him. Matt Cordona's got it, man, I'm telling you. Yeah, Well, yeah, but I mean, he's but like... He, but he's got it because he, he's a WWE guy that went into GCW. Right. I'm talking about MJF has heat with people that because he'll take a handicapped kid's sign and tear it up and tell him he's not allowed to be his fan. Jericho like, uh, got arrested in Brazil or some shit for that, too. He took the uh, Brazilian flag and picked his nose Yeah, with it. yeah, I did, yeah. I it's still like, remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like did, completely against the law. And didn't he, uh, didn't Shawn Michaels stick uh, the Canadian flag? Yeah, up yeah, his yeah nose, he had to so. apologize to the whole all of Canada. But they weren't <laughs> going to allow him to come back because during a match in Canada, <laughs> he took the he had a bloody nose That's, and he took the thing out and he took the Canadian flag and jammed it in his nose and he was running around back and forth like he was trying to hang on so his nose didn't start bleeding. If he, you know the flag came out of it <laughs> doing a DX skit. And like there was blood all over the end of the flag when he got done and shit. It just it was it was not the smart idea. Like, not, <laughs> he had a bunch of really bad ideas that he tried that he pulled. Like like he did he did a thing where he was standing on the rampway 
and some dude in the crowd started running his mouth to him uh, as he was getting ready to walk down to the ring. So he stopped and started doing a blowjob motion live on Monday Night Raw, <laughs> and then laid on the floor and humped the floor. That was before. And, that was before he found Jesus. I guess. And then they went from commercial break back, and then when they came That's back from commercial Jesus. break, he was still humping the floor. And then finally they got him in the ring. And then there's the infamous. Um, when JR was trying to give him an interview and he kept jumping up in his face telling him to suck it and he had like tiny little shorts on and before he went out on like before Shawn Michaels went out he stuffed him full of gauze to make it look like his dick was super huge <laughs> and JR was trying to give him a serious interview and he kept jumping up in his face and telling him to suck it and every time JR would ask him a question he'd go suck it and JR legit got pissed and left the segment because that wasn't supposed to be what happened and Sean just took the show and ran with it. So <laughs> we that you know, there's no guys like that anymore either. They no. they pretty much tell you you gotta go if you try shit like that anymore. So Well, like we brought up a few weeks ago when uh, Paul Orndorff died, uh the all, all of our heroes are old. Yeah. And, yeah. And they're not Well, gonna... there's some that are mid right now, mid old. But you know, a lot of the guys that we watched when we were sitting on our dad's knees are getting to the point where, yes, they're they're about to start checking out left and right, unfortunately. I'm just saying, it's going to be a sad, sad day when Hulk Hogan dies and Ric Flair dies. Dude, I told like, you I'm not going to work. I'm calling in to I, work. I, I got to work, work at both jobs. I'm calling in. Got to take a day. You know, he's born the day before me, right? Oh, yeah. Not, well, year, not year-wise, but day-wise. Ric Flair? February he didn't 25th. know when he was born. He was a fucking hospital baby. Well, his birthday is February 20th. Uh, the one he claims is on the 25th of February. In the, uh, it's probably the day he got brought was home. Was it 50s or 40s? Yes. There was a hospital in Kentucky that uh, got caught like baby farming and shit. And mm -hmm. they like gave him a baby that wasn't his or whatever. And he was adopted and so he didn't really know his birthday and how he, old he is. He, he said in an interview, I believe, I think it's on the Stone Cold podcast. That he, he said he knows who they are, his real family. And we found out who they were. But they didn't really act like they, you know, it had been so many years he said that it was just didn't really, you know. <laughs> which, which Flair put out a really good memorial to Bobby Eaton because, I mean. Oh, they, I'm sure they were pretty good friends. I'm sure oh, yeah. they battled plenty of times too, you know. Yeah, he actually wrestled Flair for the NWA championship yeah. probably a couple of times. Probably didn't beat him though. No. Yeah. Is it? It was a, actually it was a, one of the super clashes, wasn't it? Right. Uh, 87. I don't know. Don't look at me and ask that. Super clash wasn't my thing. Well, it was like. I've seen uh, some of them. That was going up like against a, like WrestleMania 3. and I think that one was going up against WrestleMania 4. I'm not sure. Those but, are the ones that basically they tried to pour a bunch of money into and have more than well, one was company on, together. Well, it was on right? cable for free. Like, it was on TBS. <laughs> That's before they got on to a pay per view. Didn't yeah. they try to do more than one company during those, though? Well, so McMahon was fucking inventing pay-per-view at the time or whatever, and, like, carriers that would, like, carry both of them, he would, like, try to strong-arm them out or whatever. So yeah. that's why they did that on TBS well, but, for free. But, I mean, wasn't, like, Super Clash, wasn't it, like... I say it was on Thanksgiving, right? Wasn't it, like, two companies, one company versus the other company? Oh, it or? was, like, four companies. It was it, WCCW, it, USWA. That's uh, what I mean. Like, Vince was, was trying to do the... AWA, wasn't it? And the AWA. That's what I mean. Vince was like trying the to do... The first one was like Lawler versus fucking Nick Bockwinkle. And Lawler won the fucking... Like Vince was trying to do straight up pay-per-views and, and like revolutionize that. And then them guys was like, you know what? Well, he's trying to make pay-per-views, but we'll do start making yeah, super cards. the same day. And like out. they started super cards if you think about it. Yeah. You know, that guys are still... Nowadays, like how cool would it be if this guy and this guy wrestled from both companies? It, it's like, it didn't work then. Though. And like, right. Like everybody but, won their champion win eventually and fucking... But, uh, they just got all pissed at each other and stopped uh, talking. But and at that's least why they, Vince was able to fucking swoop in. Shit it, don't work when promoters tried to work together but at least they tried it you know what i mean <laughs> at least they tried attempted it you know and i think that's pretty cool 
that some guys at least was like, you know what, we should have our company. They're trying to attempt it in the air that like Harley Race was pulling out guns on Hulk Hogan and shit. Well, Hogan might have deserved to have a gun. You're in St. Louis, brother. You're in the wrong town. Yeah, well, you know why. Oh, just come through with that big speaking guy. Speaking of attitude. St. Louis, you guys did see that uh, Bush is the official sponsor of uh, the NWA pay per view at the uh, uh, shit Bush Beer. Yeah, mm. uh, it's at the shit. <laughs> I don't know why. What Bush what, what is the uh, theater that they wrestle at down in St. Louis, where NWA was for years and years? That uh, <laughs> same Munchnik that ran it. Fucking, uh, I couldn't uh, tell you the name of it. But uh, the where venue where. Where they are for the NWA 73rd anniversary show, hmm. but Bush is the official sponsor of that pay per view. I seen uh, Molina's getting back in the ring for NWA. That yeah, she really she has NWA. a uh, she has a title shot against Deanna Pereza for the Knockouts Championship. Might as well be the NWA 2000. Deanna's gonna win that shit. Well, yeah, she isn't dropping the belt. She's she's the best other women's champion besides Britt Baker. I wish they'd call that company anything else. I do like Molina though. She's pretty cute. So do we want to seventy third annual? Motherfucker, if we're going in uh, uh, order, it'd be like sixteenth, fifty third annual, oh. or whatever. This shit would take a break for thirty years. <laughs> yeah, it did. Like. We ain't been around for a minute. Here we are. Again. <laughs> it should probably started over with one because it's not really NWA to be honest with you. It's Billy Corgan's NWA, right? I mean, he bought the rights. He spent a lot of money on something that didn't mean nothing no more. But and you got to remember, despite all like, his rage, he's still just a rat in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like uh, the dude that's his champion, or was it, is he still the champ, right? Mag- yeah, Magnus. Aldis. Yeah, Nick yeah. Aldis. About somebody that wasn't worth nothing. I, I'm kind of a Nick Aldis fan, though. Well, I've never seen him in NWA. I, I know that he thinks fondly of himself, but I champions mean, he's probably do. the same in NWA as he was in TNA. I liked him in TNA, though. Like I thought that he was underutilized. He, uh, I think his head got too big, and WWE was like, you know what? We're not even going to get into that water. We've seen the ultimate like that was Just Vince swinging his dick around. Like he could well, There's we, a whole bunch of... He's been of... swinging his dick for the last two weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that that was going to be my opening rant till till Bobby Eaton died. Yeah. Fucking until, until and... <laughs> Bobby Eaton died. Like, in oh man, Vince McMahon just been going through everybody. Everybody's all gone. Like, well, there's a lot. Of people even the same here. show. Hit people that he they're rebranding need. NXT and reformatting it. I right. Like, I feel like Vince McMahon, Eric Bischoff, a bunch of people. Like, you're just not marketable enough, pal. I don't know. <laughs> you're never gonna put butts in the seats. And a couple of them guys are probably, like Bronson Reed's probably gonna be mad as fuck. And go to like AEW and well, become he, Steve uh, Austin. He tweeted out something like, "Oh, you don't know what you just did. You unleashed the monster or something like that." Uh, yeah, dude, like, he's the most talented. I think of all the recent releases. I think he's the most talented guy they let go. And I, he's the only like, NXT match I've watched. Only thing I can say is his age is probably the only way they let him go. But that motherfucker from, can do like a front handspring thing or whatever, and like jump back up onto his feet. Like a, at his size. Yeah, but big guys can't do that for long periods of time. Oh, he's been doing like, it for quite like a few the, years, uh, though. He's like been around main, for, like, what, seven, 17 years, I think, he's been wrestling? too big to be moving like that. Something like that. No, the, main five, the main five people they let go yesterday, though, from NXT, that was Bronson Reed. They let go of Bobby Fish. They let go of Mercedes Martinez. They let go of Jake Atlas and Leon Ruff. Mercedes Martinez, uh, I kind of thought they were going to pull her up to the main roster just to have her wrestle because they needed extra women. But with her getting knocked out, and not she hasn't been back since she got knocked out on that episode of NXT. Yeah. They probably just figured she's injury prone. She's forty one, I think. So they probably were just like, oh, hey. she doesn't, she doesn't look that old. If that's how she's old forty one, I'm pretty sure she's forty one years old. Uh, but they probably just, you know, we're good at this point. She'll end up someplace, Impact or ROH or fucking AEW. I don't know who out, who's Atlas and Rough. 
Uh, Leon Ruff. He's uh, the little guy that. Um, yeah, he came over from Evolve when they Vince bought him out, and uh, what's his they name? gave him a they gave him a storyline with Damian Priest and uh, Johnny Gargano. And well, he he, he won he won the, the North American Championship. This oh dude, yeah, 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 yeah. This and, dude weighs like a hundred pounds, and then Swerve Scott started picking on him every week, and like then. You can't make fun of that though. Like all your buddies on fucking AEW weigh a hundred pounds. Well, yeah, but uh, Leon Ruff's smaller than they are. Yeah, he's like not. He is pounds, not smaller than Darby Allen. Yeah, or fucking Marco Stunt. Oh, he's no, a, no, he's, he's not smaller than Marco, but he's smaller than Darby. Yeah, he's an itty bitty dude. But anyway, they got him into that. That they they used them to like get a bunch of people, like they always do. And he won the title. I remember they, you showing me that shit. And then they had Swerve Scott come out and just beat him up and take his title. And now Swerve Scott's got some weird rap group. <laughs> hit, hit row yeah there's gangsters which they had a tag team match this week which we'll get to later and they got rap songs NXT. Out. why does everybody got a tag team that's rapping nowadays one one gets in trouble because, we'll do because swerve I, I don't actually know, swerve actually is a musician so i, I don't know but I, I like old boy on aw's raps better than I do swerve's raps so they which we'll which we'll get to that later too. <laughs> <laughs> i've never listened to their i heard one of their songs that supposedly is they're like Corey graves like i just can't get it out of my head and i was like I think John Cena's still better. I think uh, Vince McMahon's trying to future endeavor the WWE universe. Well, he can start by future endeavoring himself, too. <laughs> Just let Triple H take over. John Cena rolls by with the pimp slide when his homies roll up in the pimp ride. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Vince gives it up until the day he dies. I mean, Vince goes down with the ship. Well, Oh, yeah, for sure. He's going down fighting, too. For yeah. sure. I don't think he's going to go down to the last dollar bill he has if they're fighting in a phone booth in the middle of <laughs> Times Square in New York City for fucking 50 cents a rest or 25 cents to 25 cents to you. Vince is going to be promoting it. He's going to be selling it on the streets. He's going to be out trying to get people to watch it. He's probably going to be announcing it too. Well, man, he, he was pretty good on the announce desk back in the day. He's underrated, dude. <sighs> him know, and uh, He's way over too, too over the top. No, him and uh, I also loved Jesse it how, Ventura, uh, dude. That was like a, a, such an underrated duo. He's way over the top. I also loved it when uh, Pat McAfee dressed up like him for the uh, throwback show. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> was they, sh- they literally showed him for like one second before they were like, nope, nope, we got to take him off TV. For <laughs> Vince was going to be like, he probably got mad backstage like, what's this guy doing? Who's he think he's making fun of? <laughs> He's Vince making, McMahon, damn it. He's making your fucking show entertaining is yeah. what he's doing. <laughs> to, to me, uh, announced, but, uh, announced duos, fucking, of course, King and Lawler. Then it's Ventura and McMahon to me, and then Heenan and Gorilla. I like King and JR the best. Yeah, I mean, they're the best. Vince and Ventura is right below him. I always like Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon as well. I liked I like, um, uh, Lord Alfred Hayes and Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah. They were a decent, ta- a decent tag team, decent like, announced team. I liked uh, Bobby and uh, Tony. Me Shivani. too. Uh, Tony, Bobby and Tony. Shivani. I like Bobby, Tony, and Mark Mike, Hudson. Well, see, I like Mike Tanay, Tony Schiavone, and Bobby Heenan. Uh, Mike Tanay was good too, but I like Mark Hudson more than I like Mike Tanay. I don't see, know why. See, what they need to do is they just need to get rid of uh, Excalibur and move him and, to another show. And and bring, and bring in Mike, bring Mike Tanay. No, nah, fuck that. They need to He's bring off in. running a fucking uh, Las Vegas uh, betting site or whatever, they need becoming to get, a billionaire. They need to get rid of him and bring in uh, Mark Madden. He uh, announces hockey, though, in Pennsylvania. Fucking, he'd be way better announcing AEW. He has a rant. Best big man in sports entertainment today is what he used to say in WCW. The, uh, uh, what is it, Pittsburgh Penguins, right? Yeah. When they won the Stanley Cup. And fuck them, too. Uh, Hockey fan. He's a local DJ there or whatever, and, like, he just had this big fucking rant on him. I, I don't even watch hockey, but uh, we were at this work convention thing, and this dude 
was uh he started talking wrestling or whatever and i said something about mark madden or uh, what's his name mark madden mark madden yeah and uh he's like dude i'm from pittsburgh and i'm this huge hockey fan blah blah and he pulls out his phone and like it's just like this 10 minute fucking rant <laughs> on like how hockey sucks and that the fucking penguins could do it better than anybody else and that was proof blah blah but it's like this huge hateful 10 minute fucking speech and that was how me and this dude connected at work like <laughs> uh, i don't know i thought he was always a very good heel announcer in wcw and i thought that like i wish he would have got a chance uh, maybe he didn't care to have a chance anyplace else but i really would have liked to see him announcing like a tna or a wwe or even an AEW today like he's just that annoying of enough an announcer but he also has quippy enough that he says shit that makes you laugh too <laughs> uh he's been a guest on a couple podcasts and shit with conrad that i'd listened to that was funny as shit he, he still don't give a fuck which uh which uh i'll give you guys the option do we want to talk about uh wwe first or do we want to talk about the other guys because w- the other guys <laughs> wwe this week literally leads into SummerSlam, and we have a SummerSlam top 10 list that we can go over so do we just want to start with aew impact well we can start with impact yeah that's fine with me well <laughs> that's kind of my high spot for the week anyway your high spot is impact not impact sorry i thought we were talking about i was AEW. gonna say you actually watched impact I this week i was just thinking i don't know nothing like, about wait impact. a minute impact's a, a indie mode show compared although to I according like, to you like although i like kazarian He's between that and AEW, though, and he needs to work on his footwork because he looked really really knobby-kneed in AEW this last week. I thought he was going to fall down a couple of times. It he's old, like, right? I don't know. It looked like it's been the yeah, first time he'd his, ever gotten in the ring. He's in his 40s. He should be up there with AJ. Instead, he's fucking around on Impact. He had a chance. He left. He didn't like the gimmick they gave him. What was his gimmick? Just He was Kazarian. That was it. Oh, yeah. He didn't like it, so he left and went back to Impact. That's, uh, that sounds like some self-esteem shit or something. It like. probably was. <laughs> James like Storm, himself. James Storm, they're gonna let him keep his old gimmick, and he left too. Which dude, James, his gimmick was the shit in WWE, way which, better than uh, WCW. James Storm's tweet about Bobby Eaton was real good this week too. He, uh, goddamn nuts, Clint, what are you doing with your fucking lizard skin and shit going up my nose? I don't know, but I haven't got attacked by one. I think it's just you. <laughs> Maybe I smell bad. It gotta be. <laughs> it's like the third time it's tried to fly up my nose. <laughs> well, well uh, starting impact this week on other things. Uh, Jay White gave Chris Bay his chance to earn a spot in the Bullet Club. He took on Juice Robinson. Of course, he won. So Chris Bay is a member of Bullet Club. How many weeks are they gonna fucking Juice Robinson ain't shit? I could spread that shit out. I thought that motherfucker is already part of the Bullet Club. Uh, no, he, 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 has, to, he can, has to earn it. He was uh, they're disco inferno in them, huh? I don't know. He's in it now, but yeah, they, he, he mean, gave he, it, he gave him the bullet club. Shirt. I think he is the disco inferno right now. Until I see more, and, and Impact's going to keep riding this shit all the way to Resurgence next weekend because uh, Impact's got more pay per views and fucking special shows than any of them. Well, no, Res- Resurgence is a in, or is a New Japan show, but oh. uh, Impact. What Moose is wrestling there now? Uh, <laughs> fucking Spruce Moose. Uh, the Good Brothers are wrestling like. If you're a top star in Impact, you're wrestling over for New Japan right now, too. The so. Good Brothers. Anybody notice they were making fun of, uh, like, Kenny Omega was making fun of CM Punk. Uh, oh, Cookie Monster and fucking... Uh, uh, the one Good Brother had the Ric Flair robe on who just got and released. The, and the Young Bucks were wearing the uh, Hawaiian, Hawaiian shirts, shirts like yeah. Bray Wyatt would. Except they weren't fucking Hawaiian shirts. They were fucking and, rompers. And then, well, yeah, because that's what the Young Bucks do. Because they're stupid. Weird, yeah. And then, and then the one stood up on the basketball hoop and did the... Yeah, and buzzard then, thing, yeah. Uh, who was it? The other guy had a shirt on, too, that was... Who is the dude no, in the red? Carl Anderson had a basketball. The dude in the red is Brandon Cutler. He's the he grew up with the Young Bucks. It's like their best friend, and he's 
not fucking relevant. And uh, I thought it was great AEW. when they were beating up Frankie Kazarian. He, he, he was one of the original guys to wrestle on Dark, and he went like 0-35 before <laughs> he ever won a match. Like him and Peter Avalon, who is part of the wingmen or whatever now, they both like wrestled each other and could never win. They always got like <laughs> they always got like double DQ'd or double count out or just some Time bullshit draw. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so they both they both started like 0 and 35. So why has he got a fucking Cody Rhodes mask on? He got oh, his nose broke. Yeah, he got his nose broke. Like, and now it's a gimmick like their spray on water or whatever that they got. It did make me laugh a lot though when Frankie Kazarian came out and was like trying to fight everybody and they were holding him and the one dude was spraying him in the eyes with the water. And then they threw him out in uh, what's is it Kazawa? Is that his name? Naka. No, yeah. He took the basketball Nakazawa. and just threw it as hard as he could at Kazarian's gut and hit him in the gut. And he was like, Whoa! and like curled up into a ball. And then they all just started or, stomping him. I was like, yes. Or, hit him or just to make Rich feel better, it's Naka, Naka, knock it the fuck off. <laughs> as Jim Cornette would call him. <laughs> so I thought we were. We were on impact though, right? Was, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about Frankie Kazarian because he goes, and, and he, he kind of goes and go, where they both gonna go wherever they want, do whatever they want. I know. I wish they'd close the forbidden door. Like, yeah, Tony Khan's making too much money to do that right now. <laughs> it, while it makes sense, it's fine. But when it gets to the point where it makes no sense, then I'll be like, right. "Yeah, you guys should quit now." But Kazarian is the elite killer, but he's yet to kill any elite. Yeah, he gets the shit. Just did. Elite hunter. I'm sorry, elite hunter. They just did. Right? No, they beat he, him up. Well, in their in their match against the Elite on Impact this week, just they beat the they, they won. No, no, but yeah, they won on Impact this week. Uh, it was Sammy Callahan, Eddie Edwards, and Kazarian against. No, I the mean Elite. him personally by himself is not. Oh yeah, he still gets. To, he just still, does run-ins and gets beat up. Yeah. before it's over with. Like, I've yet to see him clear the ring and be like, "Oh, it's Frankie clearing the ring as the Elite Hunter." <laughs> well, like right eight, now he's like Craven. Like eight, you just can't catch Spider-Man. Eight against one, you're not ever going to win. Unless I mean, you're Sting with a baseball bat I've seen WCW. Stone Cold Steve Austin take on all of WCW. So with a pool, all with a, of WCW. With, with a pool cue. You're talking about like above average. If Beijing, WCW, and WCW, it's WCW and ECW together. Yeah, well, the remnants of what was left of both of them that weren't sitting at home with fat contracts. Don't matter. Stone Cold whipped every single WWE. one of their asses. And gave Sten- yeah, and then gave Vince McMahon a stunner. James Storm and Mike Awesome. It wasn't even James Storm. And then Vince McMahon got a stunner too. <laughs> the other, I'll run down Impact real quick because actually nothing really fucking important ever happens right now. They're just building stories until Bound for Glory. So uh, Matt, or was it how you say his last name? Renwald. Ren Renwald. I yeah. don't know. He uh, he partnered with uh, Deanna Perazzo at the homecoming thing they did over the weekend. They won that whole tournament. Uh, he was Aiden English in uh, WWE. Valdivillians were underrated. That dude's not so bad, but the other guy that wrestled with him thought like he was world championship status. And then I was like, nah, dude. Simon Gotch? Yeah, that dude thinks they were so which, over which that they should have been tag is, champs. Simon Gotch is part of Contra and uh, MLW right now. He, oh, really? he thought that they were so over they should have been tag team champs and they should have got this huge they push to the been. moon. And it was like, nah. They should have been tag team that champs. dude injured someone every, most every time he got in the ring with some somebody. He knocked out Enzo that night, which is what ruined their both the runs. Enzo knocked himself out. He came out sliding through the fucking ring and caught himself on the bottom rope like a dummy. No, that dude whipped him into the rope too hard. Uh, <laughs> you think he's actually throwing him into the rope? According to Enzo, he did. And that guy even said it was his own fault himself, the dude that threw him under the rope. So if he said it was let, his own fault. Let me fault, grab you by the arm and throw you, see how far you go. Enzo's a pretty light dude compared to that guy. He might, have, 
You throw someone too fucking hard, you throw somebody too hard. I don't know. He might have, you know, it's been trying to get a little momentum on him to get him moving real quick to do a move. We don't know because he got knocked out. But either way, he that dude said it was his fault, not Enzo, so he took the pl blame for it. But then there was some other shit that happened backstage, and then he hurt somebody else in the ring later on. And I think they was just like, you're, you're hurting people, dog. We're not going to push you for your shitty mustache and your okay fucking entrance. <laughs> no one likes that 1910s fucking version no, of No, you don't like that. Nobody 1910s. does, dude. I Where love the, it. Vaudeville, there's you, a whole fucking thing built on it, like... That is like where wrestling was from. All I know is they Fucking, came out and the crowd would not react to them. That is not true at all. I think it is. Not at all. Because one mark. of them ended up being uh, Miro's uh, lackey. Aiden the, English. The other one got fired immediately. Who can sing. Yeah. So. Really well. So can Celine Dion. And he's he was a good wrestler too. he's apparently also homecoming king. So can <laughs> Celine Dion. He's married to Eddie Guerrero's daughter as well, right? Saul Guerrero? Shaw yeah, Guerrero? I think so. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm pretty positive. so. There's a new, uh, there's a new number one contender for the X division title. It's uh, Jake something, which he wrestled in. Uh, are you saying something because that's his last name, or you just can't remember his name? His name is Jake something. He used to be cousin oh. Jake until they broke up the Deaners because Cody Deaner went to uh, Cody Deaner. <laughs> he went to uh, Violent by Design, and um. so he'll <laughs> so he'll wrestle Josh Alexander sometime in the next few weeks. Sounds like some Dudley Boys shit, like. They were they were a redneck they were redneck wrestling type Co shit like, yeah it, like uh, <laughs> next I, yeah I <laughs> like, like Diener would come out to the ring drinking a beer I would rather it be Diener than just something so Cody and Drake Diener like that's that's like booking at its worst um, that's like when they came to tell Stone Cold they're like hey or was it um. Uh, Dutch Mantel came and he said, "Hey, what's your name for tonight?" He said, "Steve Williams." He goes, it "Ain't gonna work. You already got Doctor Death, Steve Williams." He's like, "Come up with a name. I'll be back in an hour." He came back and gave him the name Steve Williams. He goes, "It's not gonna work. I'll give you another name." So he was getting ready to walk out the ring. He said, "What's your name?" He goes, "Steve Williams." He goes, "You're Steve Austin." That's yeah, that's, that's then well yeah but that's like letting the wrestler be like I can't think of anything. Well, what'd you come up with, Jake? I don't know something. Okay, Jake something on his way to the ring. <laughs> like no. You can't like you should have asked for help some from somebody older if you couldn't have figured that shit out. Like that ain't never gonna get over no place. <laughs> Ever. Anywhere. Amazing Red would get over better than that would. <laughs> oh, it did. And then uh Savannah Edwards debuted, which I have no clue who the fuck she is. She's like this big black chick that's burly and fucking think of like Raquel Gonzalez, but a black girl. And mm -hmm. uh she Beat the shit out of Kiara Hogan and threw her out of Fire and Flavor, which understands why now that's how they're going to end her off the show. And where's she going? She hasn't said. Contract's over, but uh, probably NXT. Well, not if they keep releasing people. <laughs> Plus, she's like four foot eleven. She's like Layla Hirsch size. So Even I don't better. see. I don't see uh, Vince. Yeah, yeah. They got what's on. her name, the little ninja, American Ninja Warrior, uh, Casey uh, Kenzaro. Yep. Yeah. I guarantee they fucking hire even more smaller, younger women like that. They can fly around the ring a lot better. They'll so, be 205 live for women. So Tasha Steeles <laughs> and uh, Savannah <laughs> Evans are going to be the new tag team put together because Kira Hogan's now gone. It wouldn't make me mad if they went ahead and gave the women their own show even at this point and let them off of the like Raw and SmackDown. Not saying that they should take them off there, but like they don't give a lot of them enough time. I mean, if you're not a main championship contender for the women, they still get like maybe a three-minute match. And they'll try to put six of them in the ring all at once. Which, and it just doesn't look good. Which I thought Kiara Hogan was the better of the two between Steels and her in the group. So I, I don't her, remember. Her, her leaving is... Uh, did we watch them that night? Uh, 
No, they put them in the pre-show that we don't watch, and they lost the tag team titles. They, 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 uh, they won the tag team titles when they brought them back, and then they've held them pretty much ever since, and then they lost them at the last pay-per-view because Hogan's leaving. I don't so. think uh, I've ever actually seen her wrestle. I've only heard about her. So I always she's, think Hogan, and I'm like, she's got to be related to the, <laughs> the Hulkster, right? No, no, no. She's just using his last name. <laughs> so, yeah. Like horse. So that that's an impact for this week. So uh, Jericho and the Juice. What do you guys think of that? that that's my high spot for the uh, week. I like that it's opened the show because they it's the anniversary of their Road Wild opening, Cruiserweight Bout, from like 97 or 98. And so it was cool. From Sturgis, where I'm going next week. Yeah. And it was so cool that I felt like the, and that match actually, I believe Dean Malenko special guest refereed. Now that I think about it, and I also think that that if I if it might be I don't know if it's the same show or not. That might be the show where Hoovy lost his mask. Oh, uh, that was that was too early. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure Dean Malenko was a special referee for this this match right here. The, yeah. the, uh, the, the anniversary of this match, which yeah, he wasn't they, last night. Yeah, because they brought it. They bring it up in commentary on the oh, on the show. I don't remember them saying that, but yeah. just they talk about this is like the 25th meeting between Jericho and Hoventude from watching that tape a hundred times from the video store. I want to say that was 95. Well, I think the first no, I think Hog Wild was 96. 96. It's like you're talking about yeah, I think the, it's 97 or 98 is the. It's the, it's the first one where Hogan was like NWO, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's 96. So, but anyway, it's just. Because that's like the first time he showed up since he did the leg drop at uh, Bash at the Beach. For them to. Because uh, Hog Wells and Road Wild uh, took over August to be the uh, pay per view for WCW. Right. For them to both be at the age they're at and still to be able to wrestle at the level that they can wrestle at well, shit, is very who, impressive. He went shit. fast. Hoobie's, Hoobie's, Hoobie's only like 40. Five or forty-six years old. He yeah. was like he was like uh, Ray Mysterio. They both started when they were like eighteen. Yeah, but like he, they can still go. Like him and Jericho. He like, lost the beat. The, the my whole match lost a beat. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, well, you yeah. Could, they're you they're could, older. You could see uh, Jericho kind of leading him into certain moves. Don't tell me you weren't like a thirteen, fourteen year old boy. I was super pumped about seat, it. Like this is fucking awesome. I'm right glad now. he wasn't like fat so, and out of shape. Like well, he was at least an old man shape. AEW is doing a real good job right now of getting our, a our, young demographic, getting our demographic, and they're with you know Tully Blanchard and Jake the Snake on there. They're trying to get that older gimmick. That's why if Ric Flair comes there, you'll have dude, three of the four horsemen there. I just right? hope MJF doesn't end up wearing a robe if Ric Flair comes. So you know you'll have three <laughs> out of four horsemen there. Just keep his Rick keep his uh, scarf. Yeah. So now imagine you being a fifty-one year old man. You're a super huge wrestling fan, and you get to see three of the four horsemen in the ring together at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that's crazy, right? And then say they maybe they get JJ to come in and do some. I don't think they'll ever ever get a uh, uh, Arn's old uh, Oli. He's really, I really. He's, I don't think he's doing well. He's very, very um, negative towards the wrestling industry, yeah. and he's a ra- big racist. Yeah. Um, he said some things on Busted Open, the N word a few times on Busted so, Open. Yeah, t- Tony Khan won't touch him then. And um, that's why Tessa Blanchard hasn't been brought in. Too, there, uh, like Mark got, Henry and a few people like that got upset about it. But he's from that area and time where. Well, he got uh, fired he, from WCW for saying that it's my company. I had to be able to well, push whatever color I want. He's the Booker <laughs> man. He was the Booker man, yeah, for yeah. a long time. Um, but yeah, he made some comments on Busted Open a few years ago, and they had him on there, and they were like, "Well, we're never having him on the show again because we can't have." I don't think he's like doing that. well though either. Like his health has gone real downhill. But he's yeah, like well, in his eighties, right? Yeah, and he don't have a whole lot of money either. Like I say he's got a very negative, negative uh, look on the the whole wrestling experience and the way the industry's gone too. He, he he's very negative the way the industry's gone. So, 
But but they could get JJ, right? JJ Dillon, is he still alive? <laughs> yeah, he just retired from being a uh CO in prison. And I mean if you really wanted to, Dean Malenko is right in the back room. He's a former horseman. Uh obviously can't get Benoit. Um <laughs> Kurt Hennig, you can't get him. Jeff Jarrett's around, he's a former horseman. And he was recently uh, just let out of his contract. Right. Um who, who else, Jeff, Jeff Jarrett? Jarrett. Oh, yeah. Uh who else that are former he horsemen? He ain't really a horseman. Uh he was for more than a month, so yes no, he was. It wasn't more than a month. It was like on um, appearance and Rick Flair's like, no. So you so you're gonna say a, a cup of coffee? Yeah, you um, won't even see. tell you that he's a horseman. They uh, pretty Paul Roma's still out there kicking. You know what I mean? They could bring him in for a quick spot. The most unhorsemanlike horseman of all time. Sting, Sting's there too. Man, no, not him. He was more horseman than Jarrett was. I don't know about that. But you know, there's just all, and then just even those three together being in the ring at the same time would be fucking epic. Mondo McMichael's still alive. And then now. you got say Charlotte was to come up hey, on man, contract. He, he he was originally on the commentary desk with uh those guys you could bring mondo in i guess well he's not doing well either yeah he's got um what is it uh cancer yeah uh something else too i thought i can't remember i thought they said he had something ms he's no got, no he's got cancer I, I he think, just woke up the other day and just got diagnosed with like six months to live i, I think like he had ms ms previous to that though um someone was talking about him on the radio here just a few months ago and uh, I believe he's got a GoFundMe up because he was he had been suffering from MS. So it's sad that if he's got cancer, you know what's too. cool about uh, I was looking at Bobby Eaton's uh, GoFundMe the other day or whatever. Whenever something like this happens and there's no, you know, somebody ran out of money or whatever, like Jericho's always like donating like six grand, seven grand mm-hmm. to their GoFundMe's and shit. Like, yeah, he's yeah. a class act like that. Yeah, which, yeah it was yeah, nice he, of him to do things like he that. He donated what five grand to the Bobby yeah, Eaton? to Bobby Eaton's. But like, man, he donates to everything. Like, even that kid that like broke his leg in the middle of the ring or whatever, he donated yeah, him both a thousand his bucks. fucking legs, bro. Yeah. Thing is, Chris Jericho has more money than he knows what to do with, though. Too. That's probably got a lot to do with it. You know what I mean? He's got the money to be able to help people. And like, just like when you look at like when you look at Jericho, he took wrestling and just made it into a a platform for his entire career. He's got books. He's got his podcast. He's been on TV shows and movies. He's got his fucking champagne line. He's I mean, got a, have you ever he's got watched, a fucking rock and roll band? Have yeah, you ever probably, watched? But it's I'm pretty well over, I would say. Yeah. Uh, Dude, uh, that fucking Judas song is the most over thing in wrestling right now. Uh, fucking um. Yeah, I know my five year old knows the words to Judas. He, he, <laughs> he's the demo god. You know what I'm saying? So, have you ever watched? But I'm Chris Jericho. His TV show? No, I didn't know he had a TV show. It's fucking funny as shit. It's like when he left WWE for that fucking three years or whatever it was. He uh, had a show up in Canada called, or was it an internet show called I think it, But I'm Chris Jericho, and it sh- followed him in his acting career. I think it's still on, but now it's called The Winnipeggers. No, no, no. This was this was like a Larry David type well, Curb Your Enthusiasm There's some show. show he pushes on his podcast all the time called The Winnipeggers, and it's him and a bunch of his friends from Canada doing some show together. <laughs> and I don't know if it's like that Larry David type of shit or if it's like a podcast format, but it sounds pretty fucking outrageous to me, some of the shit he talks about that they do on there. So uh, he's doing all kinds of shit, man. That the, His latest podcast that I just listened to, uh, he just got done wrestling Hooventude and came and did a podcast right after that. And he's <laughs> talking he, about being in the ring with Hoovy and then coming to do a podcast after yeah, that. Then, like, then uh, him and Mike Mike Courtney and uh, another dude, they're uh, ranking Quentin Tarantino films. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. I was, fucker. I was listening to it on the way over here. Yeah. After I knocked shit off the table. <laughs> uh, got excited. <laughs> like, I mean, I get I like, excited too. I like, I like Quentin, or Quentin Tarantino. And he makes some... Interesting movies. 
Which, uh, plus Mike Piortney, the drummer of Dream Theater and all that. Yeah. Or wait, yeah, he's drummer. Or was he the guitar player? Fuck, I don't remember. I don't know, man. I know he's in Dream Theater. That's all that matters, really, as long as he's in the right band. <laughs> oh, speaking of bands, anybody see Fred Durst at Lollapalooza? Yeah. You see the picture of Fred I, Durst at no. Lollapalooza? Dude, no, look it old? up. No, you gotta look it up. It said Fred Durst, WrestleMania 2003, and then fucking it showed Fred Durst, Lollapalooza in 2021, and it's like... Who the fuck is that guy? You gotta look it up. He looks like one of the Beastie Boys from the fucking uh, the sabotage video. I'm not. My phone's at one percent. I'll fucking find it for you then. <laughs> but back to Jericho. I like how he did the uh, lion tamer off the top rope, and then he also ended the match with the Judas effect off the top rope. I, I'm not a big fan of the Judas effect. Well, I mean. He had to win with a move off the top rope, so doing his finisher from the top rope, I mean, makes a lot of sense. But, I think it would have been yeah. made more sense if he would have tried to pull off the frog splash since they made that match. Well, since Hoovy made the match in memory of Eddie Guerrero, and been mm-hmm. a lot cooler if you tried to pull. Because yeah, what's his name tried to pull a frog splash off later in that against Miro, and it was a real sad frog splash. Oh, uh, Lee Johnson, yeah. which that match was sad to begin with. Why are you going to put that little bitty scrawny dude up against Mero? He's Lee Johnson's fucking. Well, <laughs> he, you he, get Mero, you know. He I mean? was I one know. of the he was one of the first enhancement talent people on Dark Two, and he started like zero and twenty before Cody took him into the Nightmare Family. And of course, when that happens, you start to win. <laughs> so, I mean, big. He's shot. retiring though, right? It's who knows. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, yeah. Or do we just want to skip to the Cody and Malachi Black match? Uh, well, that I mean, we can if you want to. My high spots because of that match. Well, we're not at the high spot of the <laughs> But, uh, okay. I won't talk about it then until later, but. So, we, what, what happened this week? Hangman left the Dark Order. Ridiculous. What are you looking at? So. That's fucking Fred Durst, bro. That is not what he looks like out in public. Fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, that's what he looks like right now. Like long ass gray hair with the fucking. I told Hulk you he looks Hogan like beard. one of the dudes from the Sabotage, the BC Boy Sabotage video. That's fucking totally him. <laughs> It's fucked up, isn't it? He's got to be in costume or something. No, dude, look. Here's another one. That's him with the sunglasses off. It's totally him. So, oh, okay, trying to He's somebody's guys, dad now, bro. Signed to, trying to bring you guys back on <laughs> I'm the sorry, fucking board. I'm sorry, Fred Durst is blowing no people's minds. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, what? Thinking hey. Crack Addict, the song. <laughs> and they see that picture, and I'm like, yeah, that's where you've been since 2003. Well, you had uh, Hangman leave the Dark Order? I guess kind of, but he not really. He should have never been with the Dark Order. Kind of, but not really. He just kind of told them that I don't, I got to do this on my own. I don't want you guys to come out and help me. So they, like when they came out to help him, Evil Uno and Old Boy were like, nah, bro, he wanted to get beat up. Let's let him get beat up. Like, that's what he wanted. But that's fine with me because the Dark Order shouldn't, like you just got ready to say, the Dark Order and Hangman shouldn't be a thing together. Like, the Dark Order should be like what what they do with Bray Wyatt. If yeah, he comes they're making AEW. room for Bray Wyatt. That's you know, or not, maybe not even him. There could be somebody else, Malachi Black, even, you know, if they don't go with Bray Wyatt, he could be a good, you know, cause he's got like that kind of cult, cult type of deal. Like the, that the fucking eyeballs no. and the fucking triangles and shit. The house of Black. It, yeah. I was that hoping Rowan would come back and lead him anyway. Uh, Eric the Redbeard. Yeah. He wrestles for some indie, indie company now, doesn't he? Fuck, I don't know. I've only seen him once since he let or got released. I can't remember who that it was, was on Brody's tribute show. I yeah, want to say so. it's like some like local company type of fucking. I have no idea. Andy yeah. Mud Show type of thing that you would say, Dick. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's called Eric the Redbeard now. Um, but uh, but no, I uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we'll just move on to Brent, the next. Brent, we need match. you to steer us back. Oh, wait, who who could lead the Dark Order? I guess is where we're at. But well, yeah, we'll I mean, just lead, we'll just go into the next match. And you had uh, 
another released NXT team making their debut, which was 2.0, yeah, which was Everrise. And uh, they were with, seen them. not impressed. They uh, they weren't anything on NXT either. Like they showed up and just lost everybody. Oh, like, I do remember them. They just got let go, huh? I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, they only had a thirty day. They're the dudes that try to like scream they and thirty they, day. They try to like t- scream and talk to the other wrestlers in the middle of their match, like make like like a quippy line in the middle of the match, but scream it real loud so the whole crowd can hear it because they don't have a mic in their hand. And it's like just wrestle. No one wants to see you stop them. Like was it Sting? Yeah, his sting. He stopped the match. And he's like, "Oh my god, I've always wanted to meet you. I'm so like starstruck to meet you." Like he almost did like the Ray Rumble, "Hit me, hit me, hit me" thing. <laughs> it was fucking stupid. Which they ended up calling out Moxley Kingston and Darby <laughs> Allen. So you your squashed him, right? Oh yeah, they made it a match at least. But yeah, they got squashed. It was a comedy match. Which straight, they're a straight gimmick which, tag team. Which at the end of the match, then you had Kingston and Moxley too doing. Holy shit, it's Sting. Yeah. So <laughs> they yeah. they were totally um, they're totally the bushwhackers without licking people. Renee Young's uh fucking non compete non competes up. Yep. So we'll see what happens with her too. I mean, she has a newborn baby. But I don't think she's gonna do anything. She's gonna keep podcasting and just doing her she thing. She was pumped about. She was pumped about letting motherfuckers know her shits up. She she uh, was talking about. I know doing some sports announcing possibly and things like that. So I don't think you'll. Yeah, if Fox, she comes to wrestling, that's cool. Fox, Fox has interest in her I, for other I sports. I think you'll see her doing sports. To you be don't think Tony kind of give her a paycheck? Like I said, it would be cool, and I'm sure they'll offer her one. But if that's what she wants to go back into, maybe maybe she wants to get into. But like I said, you got Rampage and these announcers. Because Jericho and them—they got four of them. They're not going to be there a week. This is like SmackDown <laughs> on fucking Fox the first night, and The Rock showing up. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be like for one <laughs> week they're going to have all these guys, and then it's going to be Mark Henry and probably Excalibur, <laughs> probably Excalibur, and maybe Renee Young, or maybe they'll throw Renee Young on the show with Big Show to try and get some people to tune into well, that show because well, Big Show's not well, the greatest. Well, yeah, Tony Schiavone is on the show with him though. So. Yeah, but it's just when's Tony Dynamite Schiavone. going to TBS? Uh, next year, yeah, next year. Is it both next most Friday night that Rampage is on. It's on TNT too. They both go to. T- they both no, no, no. I meant they're. It's just on next Friday though. Not what channel? It's just 20th, like right? next Friday, thirteenth. The thirteenth. Yes, it debuts next week. Because uh, next thing I was going to talk about is Red Velvet came out and challenged Britt Baker to the women's title, and they're going to do it on Rampage as the first big main event. Uh, Britt Baker wins. Well, yeah, <laughs> she isn't going to lose the title to Red Velvet. I mean, yeah, I've seen things, kind of seen Stranger. Marks. Well, I've seen Stranger Things happens, but Red Velvet's not. She her biggest thing so far has been she wrestled in that match that Shaq was in with uh, what's her name the Jade with Jade, Jade Cargill. Cargill. She wrestled against them as the in the as the uh, heel. She, yeah, match. she was Cody's partner, in and that she's match. like this tall because Brandy ended up getting pregnant. It, so, w- it would have been Brandy Rhodes, if which it wasn't. It, it, they're trying to do a role reversal now because. Now they're trying to push her like she's a not a heel, and Jade Cargill kind of has a heel persona going where she wasn't the heel when that match was going on when she teamed with Shaq. Like, very strange how they're trying to do a. And Those I don't, two I don't, are snoozers for me, and you guys fucking I don't, are Britt Baker Marks, and the like only her, reason yeah. she's over is three fucking letters. Nah, she's a good wrestler. She's an okay wrestler. I like that's I like, yet to but, be determined. I like it watching her. It also helps that she dates Adam Cole. She curb stomped the fuck out old girl the other night. Yeah. After their promo got over, she turned her back on her. She smoked her in the back and then gave she, her the old she curb does the stomp. Same, yeah, she does the Seth Rollins move. It was nice. <laughs> it was nice. So, old girl sold it real good. She did the, that red velvet chick. She sold it like she fucking got smoked on her well, face. Red, she did. Red velvet is a good actual good wrestler. If you watch her in the ring, it's Which just twenty two and three or something shit like that. I think yeah, she said. this year. 
just when uh, you try to put her up against a top star, she is going to go over in the match. Like I said, there's no way that she's going to beat Britt Baker, especially because they're going to Chicago for All Out. You know Britt Baker's going to go into All Out being the world champion. Yeah. yeah. And they haven't even named a contender for that match for her yet. I mean, it's probably going to end up being Thunder Rosa because she is the number one contender, but we'll see. I would imagine so. That's supposed to be their next big show, right? So Thunder Rosa's been signed. We've seen her wrestle one week. I don't think she wrestled this last week. No. Um, so after Britt beats her at Rampage, I would say that same night you'll probably see Thunder Rosa show up and challenge her or, I mean, like the only, or something that night. I mean, the only other person that they could throw in there to be the number one contender again is next week during the – was the bunny the bunny and Layla bunny, Hirsch match yeah. when best friends came out with Layla Hirsch for backup to Matt Hardy's group or whatever? Uh, Chris Statlander and Nyla Rose wrestle next week on Dynamite, so I could see the winner of that match possibly being the number one contender. For Charlotte all Flair is coming to AEW, and fucking you're gonna forget even Britt Baker's fucking name when that happens. I would rather see Chris Statlander and Britt Baker wrestle because I've seen Britt Baker wrestle Nyla Rose like 17 times. And I'm just kind of tired of watching those two wrestle each other. So I'd rather see her and Stat. I think her and Statlander are about the same size. I think they could put on a pretty good match with each other. Well, Statlander was supposed to wrestle Sheeta for the championship right before she hurt her knee. Well, that see that makes even more sense if she's already on track for a title match and, anyway. And so. uh, Statlander hasn't lost since she's returned to AEW. Um, yeah, I think it'd be a good match. They got they're, they're, they size up nice with each other. And then. Speaking of number one contenders, too, also they announced that Christian Cage is now officially the number one contender to Kenny Omega. Oh, and he threw a jab straight at Kenny. Well, the whole entire elite, too. You know. He wrestled this week, right? Yeah. yeah, he wrestled the blade. Yep, he's undefeated so far in AEW. Yeah. Um, and what did he say at the end of that? He said he asked him how he feels. I feel great. Yeah, he said, actually, I don't feel great. I feel, I feel elite. elite. Yep. <laughs> and walked away. So I think that's who is going to be in your main event in September at All Out. All Out, yeah. Christian. Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage was I'm completely 100% all right with because I've been wanting to watch that. I've, you, since he showed up in AEW, I've been telling you especially, I've been wanting to watch Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega. So if I get to and see that shit live. I don't really want to watch it, but if he he'll teach Kenny Omega go away. I'll and he'll, te- he'll teach that. Kenny Omega how to work. I think Kenny Omega probably beat him because the elite thing. But that could be what causes, you know, uh, a CM Punk to come running out to the ring or some shit, you know what I mean, to try to help Christian fucking fight off the elite for some reason. But then also that doesn't really make sense either. So, but if he does show up that night, I'm probably going to call you and, and have you on the Christian phone while his music's going Young off, Bucks. and I'm just going to be losing my shit the whole time. <laughs> uh, but I read that um, the WWE did not re-trademark the Cult of Personality song. So if AEW wanted to, they could trademark Punk's uh, music and bring it in too. They're going to throw you out for not uh, following their very strict rules that they've been enacting on uh, their live audiences. You see that shit? What's up? AEW has been coming out with like huge list of rules that like they'd be flashing it uh commercial time and stuff of like how audience members have to act and how am I supposed it's to like, act? Oh dude, there's like a whole list of look it up. It's like fifteen Can't pull my dick out when CM Punk comes out. <laughs> I already know that. I might do it anyway. <laughs> there's like a whole list of like fifteen do's and don'ts and like people walking through the cloud to make sure that you do and don't. Whatever. I seen a lady pulling her phone out taking mad pictures on it last night when John Moxley was walking by. <laughs> Which I watched AEW last night, not on Wednesday, but I, as he's doing walking through the crowd, there's a lady sitting there and she's got her Snapchat out doing this and takes a picture. So fuck that. Which speaking of John Moxley, am I the only one that noticed that he's like bulked up a little bit? Yeah, more? he is kind yeah. of bigger. Putting on some COVID weight. 
<laughs> well, he had a kid, you know what I'm saying? So he's probably been kind of sitting at home, not really going out a whole lot, doing a lot of things. He's been eating and chilling with the baby. I think he's like in shape bigger, though. Like. Mother's milk and all that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like like he's, yeah, like actually yeah, bigger. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Kingston looked like he was in pretty, like got a little bit better. Maybe it's just the outfit he had on, but uh, crowd picked up, went in on Kingston a little bit, you know, too, if you noticed. Uh, maybe he's just one of them dudes that wrestles better with a crowd and with a crowd he doesn't because he kind of slowed down there, I felt like, for a little while where it was almost like he's just trying to jump on with other wrestlers to be a tag team every chance he gets. That's all yeah. I see him doing. Hey, and, some, sometimes guys just want to be part of it. And team, now, so. now he's back with Moxley again. Like, you know, they've been like a homies or whatever. So I don't know. And then strange. now we have a new number one contender for the NWA Women's Championship too. Uh, yeah, Layla Hirsch and the Bunny uh, in a match to name the number one contender because Serena Deeb was supposed to get her rematch in Empower against Camille, but uh, she had to have knee surgery, so she'll be out for. Shit, at least a good six months probably. Hmm. So that's why we got that Layla Hirsch and uh, Bunny match. I like the Bunny. She's pretty. But she's <laughs> she is. she's is a former cheerleader chick. No, no, she's part of she's uh, part of Matt Hardy's group. She's the uh, Thunderosa killed the cheerleader chick. <laughs> 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 which uh, Max Caster brought him up in his rap. Which we'll talk about that after we talk about the matches. If you guys want to talk about his rap. Are we allowed to talk about his rap? He did another controversial one the other night, I guess. On well, that's the one we're going to talk about. So he's done two of them now. The, he did, he did I, one, and then I think he did another one after that, didn't he? Just no, the other no, night. No, there's just the one that I, he. I don't know. I know Tony Khan be saying it should never have aired. I thought he cut another one. No, he he's only they, done the, he's only done the one. Tony won't let him do another one until they did he approves it. They did a special episode of Dark or some shit for this last Friday night to get people. Oh well, if he did one last night, I didn't know. There was a house show, I thought, or something. Yeah, that was not televised because he was getting people ready. For, he wants to get people ready for wrestling on Friday nights or whatever for from AEW. So they put on a special show, and I think he did another one last night that was even just pretty controversial well the bad too. part is if you watch smackdown half the time how it ends you're going to be disappointed anyway so you're going to flip it over to at least see something halfway decent on smackdown's rampage always hopefully. like a tag team match is the main event it's like neat thing to do since teddy long but uh is rampage but, going till 10 o'clock yeah it's from 9 to 10 9 to 10 or 8 to 10 because it's 9 to 10 it's it starts right after smackdown ends i figured they weren't given a central time you usually don't Usually give you no, well yeah it's, t- it's 10 to 11 eastern time but it's 9 to 10 our time it's just one hour then yeah, yeah, but it's the last hour after eh, SmackDown. There's, SmackDown is a lead-in. There's Sunday Night Heat, dude. No one's going to watch that shit. Well, I think uh, it's trying to be like the next show, right? I mean, SmackDown's the bigger show in WWE right now. I ain't going to watch SmackDown for two hours and then tune in to fucking another hour of wrestling from 9 to 10 on a Friday. That's when everybody's like, all right, SmackDown's over, we're going to the bar. No, you could be watching the last hour of SmackDown and not miss nothing. Watching the next hour of fucking AEW. No one's going to do that, dude. Nobody wants to sit through three hours of Raw on Monday already. I'm telling oh, you. And that's, a, and that's a Friday night. I'm not talking about three hours. I'm talking about not watching the bullshit beginning of SmackDown that don't mean fucking nothing. Yeah, but it won't be on until you, you... You turn in halfway through and fucking not miss anything from eight to nine and then watch AEW nine to ten. Nah, most people turn that shit on from the beginning. Maybe not me and you, but like... <laughs> I don't know. I just don't think it'd work. It ain't going to work, I don't think. They got a big giant stack of people on there on the first night. I feel night. like Rampage is about to be the hottest property in wrestling, yeah. especially when fucking they do it before All Out and bring Daniel Bryan out on. And that'll be the only night he's on there, and it'll be on fucking Dynamite for the rest of the time. I'm telling you, 
WWE did the same thing when they started Sunday Night Heat. They had The Undertaker on there. They had fucking Shawn Michaels, top stars on yeah, there for like the first. Yeah, but it's not like that. It's like when they launched SmackDown or fucking Thunder. But like, SmackDown's a two-hour show, and so is Thunder. I'm telling you, it's going to end up being like Heat, where Smackdown it started. They had all these stars on it every week to get you to tune in for an hour on Sunday nights from like six to seven. I Actually, understand it was how eight Sunday to nine. Night Heat was launched, it, motherfucker. It was I'm eight saying to that's nine, not this situation. Six to seven. It's going to end up being that situation. That's what I'm saying. And then as time went on, it became more. We're just putting our guys that are like extra tag teams on here, extra enhancement towns, extra this, extra that. We might throw an IC title match on here if you're fucking Right, but lucky. that was Sunday night at 6 o'clock in the fucking afternoon, not Friday at nine. from 9 to fucking 10, which right. is the biggest night for wrestling in the country right the fuck now. No, I think that people are going to be over it by that time. I do. I think it's it, it'll start out heavy because they got such a huge announced team and all these people are pushing on it. It's going to be just like Dark. They'll have like one major star on there, if that. I think Dynamite moves to fucking TBS and, and doesn't matter anymore because TBS has far fucking less viewers, and that's kind of how math works. They're uh, they're still going to push Dynamite on and special shows. They're going to have them on TNT yeah, every time they'll, they'll they have have a special the, show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That they'll becomes the a, a show. They'll have a quarterly supercard type show on TNT. TBS will be the fucking Sunday Night Heat. Dynamite will be. Yeah, I think that's I think that's... Kind of like who, Raw is Whoever now. is it AOL that owns TBS or TNT and yeah, it's time one. Yeah, well, time I, I think that's their way of trying to get people to turn the superstation back on because they're you know Conan's leaving. Uh, there's a lot yeah, of shows that they're just nothing, it's going to be a rerun channel if they don't get someone. Yeah, to, there's to really put nothing TV on, on TBS. So I think this the is their, their yeah. I think this is their way to try and get people. That's actually a pretty good. You show. You ever watched OG? Uh, with. Tracy Morgan. Yeah, uh, it is. I haven't watched all of it, but some, the few episodes I have seen are pretty, and it's got some real moments in it too. Getting off track here, but uh, <laughs> doesn't matter. We're talking about legit Layla Hurst. She's the new number one contender. She, she uh, she's going to go up against Camille, who's a whole foot and a half taller than she is. She's a strange body. Yeah, that's why I said last night when I messaged you guys. I said if FTR was a female, they'd be a legit Layla Hirsch. <laughs> I can see that. No, they. She looks like she could be a member of FTR. She thing, does. Thing is, Layla Hirsch is a good wrestler. Yeah, when you actually fucking, watch her, she put on a pretty good show the other night. For I think I fell asleep by this part because I have no idea like, who you're talking about. T Rex arms and legs. Like yeah, she's, she's she's four foot eleven. She's she's and, like and, Rhino if Rhino was a chick. <laughs> like I'm trying to like body wise, like she's got like tiny arms and tiny legs and like a th like a thick muscular body. Head. No, not really. She's just got like a thick muscular body and tiny arms and tiny legs. <laughs> she's what maybe four foot four four uh, foot five she's four eleven oh shit a little taller than i gave her credit and then, for and then you got camille who's like six foot something so, so it was a very mm -hmm. she's put on a good show though for a little bit of time she was in the ring which camille is part of uh nick aldis's strictly business group and uh legit part of the best friends now right yeah well she's she's got best friends yeah well <laughs> So yeah, well yeah, they gotta they gotta <laughs> find somebody to replace Trent. So you got Wheeler Yuta and legit Layla Hirsch. I don't so. know. I'm fucking verdict's not out on the fucking the other guy with the weird jacket that comes with the ring. Oh Wheeler yeah. Yuta? Yeah, I don't know about I, him yet. He's he's good. I like Wheeler. Uh he's wrestled in Ring of Honor and he's wrestled in New Japan. He's always been pretty good in the ring. He's got like a World War Two like pilot's jacket that he wears. I lied about my high spot. It ain't Jericho Hoovy. Oh. Fucking return of Dixie Carter is my high spot oh for the week. God, we, well, wait for the fucking high spot of the week, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can explain that shit later. Return of Dixie Carter, ridiculous. And then the last thing we have for AEW <laughs> is Co Cody and Malachi Black. Malachi, Cody's a drama queen, man. This is I'm where my high spot comes from, but I got to get into that later. 
uh, Malachi Black putting on a good show. I don't know if I like the weird little trunks he's got now. Not that I'm not a, like I I don't like any wrestler really that wears just the underwears. I think it's weird. But like he <laughs> he had like the fucking shorts on that like your nuts can fall out of the bottom of if you're not careful. Yeah. Well, I mean he's wearing like the trunks. same thing that Jake Hager would wear. No. Yeah, but they're like shorter than. No, he had like like umbro like the little umbro shorts from the '80s. Or if you sit just right, like your nuts would just pants. come like sit. Like if you sit just right, your man would just be like whoop, out the side. Like <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? I don't. You just have to watch the re, finish watching the episode. They're like the tiny little. They're not even wrestling trunks. They're like tiny little shorts. Itty bitty <laughs> tiny little. Makes shorts. his kicks easier. It looked like some Muay Thai type of shorts. So I was asking MMA shorts. No, no, not MMA. MMA is like um like stretchy, strict like fucking span- spandex. These are like shorts, like mesh shorts. Oh. With, but itty bitty tiny little legs on them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you could sit shirts? down. And, yeah, and you could sit down like, <laughs> like your shit could be just, whoop, hey, here I am. You know, <laughs> how you doing? Uh, outside of his wrestling gear, like, he, it was a very good match. It was. I was impressed for not seeing him for, and I like that he's still selling the eye. <laughs> I do. It's fucking funny to me. It's part of his character. I think it's great that, yeah, he's implemented it completely 100% into his character. And you know, I thought his entrance was real badass too. A guy called in on Busted Open Radio the other day, and he was bitching about the fact that he still has the black eye makeup and all that. Like, what is he still selling? He's not a WWE guy. And Bully Ray goes, "Why is he still selling it? Because fuck you, that's why." And he hung up the phone on the guy. <laughs> yes, that is exactly why he's still selling it. That shit got me. So it was. So, it was. Uh, so is Cody actually retired or not? No, I wish he would. Straight gimmick to get people. That was that was his way so of for the, for the rematch. At you all guys out. are so sick of my face. Like that was his way of pushing you out and then pulling you back in. You know, just when I thought I was out, he's they a drama me back queen. In and so, then, so when we get the rematch of Black and Rhodes at All Out, they're gonna try to make it get black over as a super heel they want you to hate him and they're gonna try oh, to get cody super over as the fans don't want him to retire and go away he's our fucking american dream he can totally go away fucking he you know I, he, I, mean? I don't give a shit about him again until he comes back out of stardust you understand what i mean though <laughs> that's what they're trying to do they're trying to get the finish the stardust storyline i want to know where that was going they're trying to dusty roads it a little <laughs> bit with them where we you know what i mean trying to make him the 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 Never, we can't get rid of this guy. Like he's the they're Hulk Hogan poster boy. Like he's got to stay there forever type shit. You know what I mean? Like they're Sting, or they're John Cena. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's not though. I know, but that's what they're trying to do, and I think that's what the whole I'm you know giving it up, blah blah blah. I need to go home. Took my boot off and showed her by my purple sock. Yeah. Then you got a roundhouse kick straight to the face, and then you know that all that other shit happened. That's the only thing and I like about fucking uh, what's what's his name now. Malachi Black. Malachi Black. Alistair Black, right? That was his name. Well, Alistair Black's name was, yeah. That's the only thing that didn't happen in that 20 minutes of that show uh, is that kick. He went with Malachi because of uh, Children of the Corn. Hmm. Yeah. That's why he comes out with that skull thing now, too. I I think it should just be Malachi, though. I don't think think he should drop the black thing. That's. He doesn't need that. Malachi's a stupid That's just WWE hanging on to his backside. That black shit. The end of it. And I'd I rather him have just been that kick. He could have just been Tommy in. No, actually, the match was pretty decent. Uh, you mean on the whole episode of, De- of no, Dynamite? no, just that whole twenty minutes, pretty much where I fell asleep at. I thought it was a good match overall. Um, it's kind of quick. Cody's matches are all pretty much the same. You know, they're not. There's not too big of a difference. Like he's does. He's not a one trick pony. You, you but like t- his matches, you can tell that he threw himself through the table though. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Um, was this the episode where he like slid onto the stage and did the fucking Rhodes bullshit? 
Malachi was coming out, or was that the episode before? No, this is Malachi Black's first. No, the episode before he was at a like Cody Rhodes. A, fucking he was sitting at a table threw in a white suit, down back and did the punch like his brother does. And every oh, match well, he, he does did. that. He does that like every match. Oh, now. you're talking about? Yeah, no. I, I thought you were talking about like the episode before this. He's getting ready to do an announcing thing at a table, and Malachi Black just runs up and kicks which, him in the fucking face. Which does Dust, Dustin did come out with him. Um, but in this one, they actually this is Malachi and him like Malachi's first match in or AEW or whatever. So um, when he beat him, that's when Cody's like, oh, I'm just going to retire because everybody's we've got so much young talent around here and everybody's tired of seeing my face. Right. Uh, you know, and then he fucking does the turn. I thought he, he wasn't supposed to be on TV that much anyway, being an executive vice president and whatnot. I think that's what he was getting at. I'm going to do that now instead of wrestle. And then, you know, like I said, pushes them all out. And then Malachi Black jumps them from behind and pulls you back in. Because now Cody can't retire because you can't just fucking jump a motherfucker from behind like that and get away with the shit, right? So now he's got to get his revenge for Malachi. And it's going to be one of them little subtle things where Cody's going to keep trying to retire. And Malachi Black's going to keep showing up and beating him up. And now Malachi Black has his boot. So we yeah. could even get into some other shit where he puts like a hex on his boot and we could get into that old Papa Shango. It's going to be one of those weird things where they push it like it's main event material, but it's fucking not. And They're definitely trying. Yeah. AEW back. Yeah, well, I don't know about that, but I just don't know if Malachi Black's that guy. He's not. You know, I've never. the Young Bucks or Kenny Omega. I thought he had a cool entrance in WWE, but I never really. And he thought he threw some neat little kicks and whatnot, but like I've never seen. I'm not been like, I don't his know what Paul Heyman. peaked at the fucking six. The uh, best of six match, him and what's his fuck, Murphy? Buddy Murphy? I'd seen more better shit than that in NXT than that's I did. The, that. I'm saying that's the top shit that they did. Oh, yeah. Peak his yeah, career. It's yeah, over now. Yeah. I I mean, <laughs> being married to Zelina Vega is probably the peak of his career, if you ask me. <laughs> but, uh, but no, man, I don't, I don't know. I, which, I just, I'm not Zelina, sold on it. Zelina had a match on SmackDown last night. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sold on all that, that guy yet. He's got to do some more shit for me first. Well, we'll, We'll see what happens in the next few weeks. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at with old Malachi. Bet you there's so, some kicks involved. I like his promos. His outside of the ring work shit is kind of cool. The weird dark shit he's got going on. But as far as being in the ring and getting over and night in, night out, I don't know. Everybody's excited to see him because of his potential. Yeah, right. So Exactly. And that's where I'm at, the potential. But okay, like you just said, a few more weeks. So are we ready to go into SummerSlam? It is August. I, I think so. I know WWE is hard as they're pushing it. Yeah, which uh, they declare or they announce you have to wear a mask at SummerSlam. I ain't going to SummerSlam. I'm watching. I'm not wearing a mask from my seat to watch it in my house. Unless Vince McMahon comes on TV and he's like, "Listen, pal, it's all right." I, I got a, <laughs> I got an email yesterday from uh, the uh, State Fair or whatever because I have tickets. Yeah, you have to wear mask to the State Fair. If you're on the track, you have to go show proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test to get onto the track. You have to have like a bracelet. Like that's illegal. And then uh, like if you have seats, yeah, you uh, have to wear, you don't have to show proof of anything, but you have to wear a mask in your seat. I so I could see that, but like having to show proof, like that's uh, like, isn't that like Russia type of shit? Well, I mean, you don't have to go see the show. Or uh, Nazi Germany? They're not forcing you to see the show. Right, but to have to show identification and papers like that to well, be able they, to see They it. had to do that, though. Like, they were going to die, and they did well, get the, killed for I'm pre- that. I'm pretty we're sure. talking about going to Yeah, but they're trying to say. I'm pretty sure the uh, ta- the talent that's performing, they want to be safe, too. So See, Gabriel Iglesias is performing all safe. I'm, that's, all I'm saying that's is. That's the show I'm going to oh, go. Dude. You ain't got to go see Tone, though, because all I'm saying. I'm not going to see Tone, though. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have tickets to Gabriel Iglesias next week, and yeah, I'll have to wear a mask. I have seats. And Either way, I have a vaccination card or whatever so and if we're really getting into it tone Loke sounded like he's had covid since like 1980 so <laughs> i mean come well, on. Yeah. 
Oh shit. <laughs> Funky Cole Medina. See Baron Jamal. Right. That's what I was gonna bring up next. Hey man, you got vanilla ice there too. <laughs> Teddy Perry. He's the main Let's event. Go, right? go ninja, go ninja, go. That's probably gonna be the headline song too, which is sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do we want to talk about Raw? We wanna talk well. We don't really have to talk about NXT because nothing really fucking happened. Other than just L.A. Knight well, being yeah. the whole damn show. It's his and, game. And a lot, of good, a lot of good shit from Dakota Kai. That match is going to be real good. Of course, Dakota Kai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez are, I think, the two top females in NXT right now. And then you have that whole stipulation match with Johnny Gargano mm-hmm. and Dexter Loomis, the lover or leaver match, which Johnny won, and, love, Indy, and Indy still went with I, Dexter. I love Dexter Loomis, but I'm over fucking... You love Dexter Loomis? I mean, I love Johnny Gargano, but I'm over Dexter Loomis, man. I wish that dude would either get called up. Why didn't he get released? He should be. You can, keep, you can get rid of Bronson Reed and keep Dexter Loomis, who don't. Right. He, I don't know, man. And then you. Because Dexter, season fucking 12 you, or whatever, is coming him. out next month. That dude can't go on the main roster and be pushed by anyone. Like, mm-hmm. I can't see any market. But that's like what. I don't know, man. I can't. I could, see, killer. I could see Vince trying to push it hardcore, but no, it not <laughs> he, getting. He should have been the stalker you, you versus did, Undertaker. You, you did notice that his tattoos, though, <laughs> how, he, how he just had like the black sleeves. Now it's actually starting to get work into it. It's healed enough to where he can actually start to get tattoos. Oh, or is wow. that just me? I just don't pay attention anytime he comes out to the ring. So I, I just, anytime, the only time I pay attention is when him and old girl. That's the only time and, it makes me laugh how dumb it is. Which Indy, Indy still went with him even after the stipulation of the match. But I've not liked any of the matches I've ever seen him wrestle. I don't, there's no excitement to me like, oh, he just did that move. Or, oh, it's Dexter Loomis. I can't wait to watch him wrestle. Like, he, he's done so much more backstage shit that he seems more like a fucking Elias walking around with his guitar in the background than a wrestler. <laughs> this <laughs> is Elias. You know. <laughs> but no, uh, and then you had, you had Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish. Roderick won. They released Bobby. Say so that match don't matter. What uh, outfit's gone? Well, then, fucking his whole outfit's gone now, except for him and... Uh, yeah, they released Tyler Russ, his, too. His coach, the Asian guy who doesn't wrestle... Yeah. And then uh, his, Mal- his, Malcolm Bivens. his announcer who doesn't wrestle. So it's just them hyping Roddy. That makes no sense. <laughs> and then, yeah, Ridge Holland had his match back in a squash match against fucking uh, can, uh, it's the Japanese kid who's in the breakout tournament. His last name is uh, Jiro, Jiro, something like that. You remember how like a year ago you was just trying to push fucking Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong and as, these motherfuckers? As a like, tag team, they're very good together, yeah. That I told you in a year they wouldn't be jack shit, and you were like yelling at me then. So, so just a quick rundown of the card. I'm pretty sure, uh, well, because NXT's this week, like since it was on Sci-Fi, they were just cashing it in. There was no fucking actual point to putting a show on TV this week. So, you got Takeover 36 the night after SummerSlam. So, uh, are they switching it this week? SummerSlam's on Saturday. SummerSlam's on Saturday, yeah. and then it, it Takeover's on Sunday. That's fucking weird. It is weird. I don't so, know why they're so doing. So you have Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Championship. You got Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship. You got Walter and Ilya Dragunov too. What do you guys think about Joe and Cross? Joe, because Cross is on the main roster. Which Cross? Yeah, Cross got squashed by fucking Keith Lee on Raw this week. <laughs> you know what I've since? <laughs> no, se- seriously. Since the, bu- the booking on Raw, me, we could book Raw. I think because it makes you know total what, sense. You know what you do for Raw? What did we do last week? Okay, we booked the same match, and the other person wins this um, week. <laughs> I've, I've had a lot of time to think about it, and I think it makes total sense what Vince McMahon's doing right now with Karrion Cross. Um, you just seen all the people got released from NXT. Um, there's been gotta motivate him, huh? No. There's been all this talk of Vince McMahon um, 
wanting NXT to be a farm league. Like he wants that. Like one hundred percent. He does not. He, he let, let me keep talking. He does not want to take a conference call and have more of his investors asking about NXT than Ron SmackDown. And that is exactly what just happened on their last investor call. People asked more about NXT than they did about Ron SmackDown and pissed Vince <laughs> off. That's because right now so, NXT has NXT has the better actual show. So what he did was not only did he go through and get rid of all of their older talent who he doesn't think will ever be marketable on his He's roster. Re- I bet it's going to be the fucking uh, contestant he, show again. He is. No, they're not doing that. He is reformatting their whole entire show to completely fit nothing but a younger roster. So I don't know what Samoa Joe is going to do. I think they're reformatting so, the, the structure of the show, Clint. It ain't going to be just right. same show with new people. So it makes total sense why he has their champion on his show losing to his wrestlers because i want you to know that that show is not better than my show even though i book the motherfucker <laughs> if it was a real match i'm sure Karrion cross would probably beat the shit out of keith lee and well the thing beat is him up like you know if it was a real fight i do not think keith lee would win i don't re- realistically when you look at how wrestling is going there's more and more people watching indie shows and knowing these younger kids that are coming up through nxt but when you look back when they came in, like Adam Cole and all those guys, they were more they were the it crowd at that time, and now they're on NXT. So when you have those kids coming up and they're not making their way to the main roster, there's still more people. I wouldn't say more people turning into NXT, but there's more excitement about NXT. I think this is 100% for the minority of the crowd. There is like four times because, more people watching because the main like, event because like the young crowd that's watching AEW is watching AEW for the fact that they knew those people from New Japan and all that crap. I mean, it's the cool hip thing right now. Well, AEW for me has got a lot. They've more got energy. 1.1 million fucking viewers. SmackDown's got fucking twice as many. Yeah, I understand you, I feel the like award more excitement, you, but more people watch SmackDown. Always have. You can't count always SmackDown will. because you can fucking get an antenna and watch SmackDown. So right. Gonna that's get, what I'm here's, saying. Here's, here's that's the, the, the that's genius like, here, behind Vince here, McMahon. Like you just, don't, here's, here's never going to well, I'm just saying you can't use that as a dog in a fight because like people turn on Fox Because it's the main dog in the fight. The only reason it's the main dog is because so many people can get Fox. Because Vince McMahon got that deal, got that money, because he has the fucking talent to get over. Right, but what I'm saying is... Always has, always will. What I'm saying is the people that are watching that SmackDown show are not 100% wrestling fans. It's just people who have a TV show that has Fox on the Right, but they're still spending money and getting the viewers and getting the ad dollars. I get that. That's why it's a better show. But we're talking about wrestling. What you're talking about is being more excited about one show than the other, not one being more successful than the other. Right, and SmackDown SmackDown can have as many millions of viewers at once, but it's not exciting to watch. Well, here, here, here's, Still some, more here's, successful. Some, here's something Fine, relatable. Here's something relatable that we can go with it, though. When you look at like WWE right now, you would say it's like Anheuser Busch that makes Bud Light that everybody would drink. And if you go there and it's the only thing you would drink, that's what you're going to do. But you have all these younger kids coming up. You have all these breweries popping up. And not, not the same. That's apples and pomegranates. Well, no, man. I'm just saying that's kind of how like they like this beer, so they follow it. So like how Adam Cole was in ROH and then he went to NXT, so they went to NXT. It's that's yeah, kind of yeah, how I it's, it's more good, exciting, be... but it's different because uh, so uh, craft beer is the number one growing market in beer right now, which the indie wrestling market keeps growing, keeps taking shares but away from But the percentages are so much fucking different. Like the indie beer is, or the, the craft beer is, is you know, 70% of the fucking market. Uh, NXT, or not even NXT, fucking AEW even 
is a tenth of the fucking percentage of the market. Yeah, it's apples and pomegranates. Whether WWE wants to admit it or not, they're hurting them. They're they're slowly. They're not they're, hurting. They're, they're just, just taking I'm, some buzz. I'm just they're saying slowly, they're, ta- they're just taking some of their market share. They're, but like I said, just a f- small small like, amount. Like I said a minute ago, if, but the, it, how how it's working is like people are interested and excited about NXT, and Vince doesn't like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously he it, just like how because that's not what's going to win. Like just like how well, and Heisman Bush and Bev, it's there to feed the main roster, and it's been failing at that but for years. It's just, it's just like how and Bev, which is Anheuser Bush too. Instead of creating new craft beers themselves, they just go out and buy Goose Island, or they went out and they bought this company. So that's probably what's going to end up happening. To, to me, this either is, that or just buys up their distribution rights. To like me, dist- ways to get their TV show out, and they just dry up and fizzle away. That's usually his mo. To me, it's just Vince McMahon's one hundred percent fuck you to everyone who thinks the NXT should be over, and he doesn't want it to be over. So I'm just going to make to me your it's champion a business strategy to show. make it seem like they're not competing with AEW or Impact or anything like. You guys are small fucking potatoes. NXT's small fucking potatoes. Let's get this back to reality where the fuck it's at. I'm Vince McMahon. This is my wrestling show. I invented it. Vince McMahon, this is how it's going to be for the future. And fucking, I define wrestling. It's like KFC fucking being like Tyson. No, like, I, you know, I fucking define chicken, motherfucker. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's know. interesting, but it's a small footnote in the history of the entire industry. Uh, and I, that Vince McMahon is going to be over again. The steam that NXT did have has definitely been brought to a halt by a fucking <laughs> a hose of cool water known by known as Vince McMahon. I mean, that uh, buzz got there from them competing with NXT. If he just took it the fuck away, AEW loses half its and, fucking buzz. And also, like what Brent said, they had um, an Adam Cole who had a giant indie buzz around him, and he had a giant following that followed him to NXT. And more than likely, that following is going to follow him to where he goes to next. That's why, that's um, why you bring in the guy like Chris Jericho to be now, your first champion AEW. Not to say that WWE didn't make some fans out of some of those Adam Cole fans while they watched WWE, you know. And they probably watched it before anyway, but they might have not as watched it as much as what they would now. But you know, he might still not even leave. He might. That might still be like I said. Uh, it could be storyline shift where he'll sign a contract be on we'll SmackDown in two weeks. We'll, we'll see after Takeover because that's know. when his extension is over. We don't know. I but, think uh, Tony Khan offered him something. Why wouldn't you, well, dude? He's at. He's been to. There's pictures of him at AEW's Christmas parties and shit because he's with Brett Baker. Champ, you know what I'm saying? So why? I mean, he, he would be There's very a, comfortable there. <laughs> There, but there's there's some, a there's a video of Brody Lee Jr. beating Adam Cole at the Christmas party for the championship or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah, I seen that. Um, he he um, they had like a wrestling ring in the middle of their fucking yeah. party or whatever. See, I seen an interview with Britt Baker saying that uh, she wishes that he wouldn't or whatever, and that they support each other no matter what company they're in. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. There's been it's something weird though with it. Like I, there's something going on with that. It's probably that he's just going to be on the main roster or whatever, but. I think it's going to be... There's a lot of inconsistent... I've been a wrestling fan for a long time, and there's a lot of inconsistent stories around the yeah. entire thing. I mean, it would be neat to see him in AEW Even at the like same the time. Even like the Seaman Cayman thing or whatever that guy's name is. Yeah. Fucking he was fired for letting Adam Cole's contract come up in the first place mm-hmm. without getting him locked down again. Which if you, because he's a hot commodity. Also, I've been saying also it for If you also seen the reports, apparently Pete Dunne's contract's up after TakeOver. Yeah. I guarantee Triple H is all over that dude getting fired for the contract <laughs> shit and not, not being extended. I guarantee it. That's that's their Shawn Michaels. Their new little Shawn Michaels is Adam Cole. And if he gets away, they're going to be real, real sad about it. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I've been telling you for a while. He's their new little... Even I think Vince McMahon's kind of probably just... 
I think him and Sean have been nudging at him enough that fucking Vince McMahon will do anything Sean Michaels says. You know that. Yeah, man, that's weird too. It's, isn't it? And it's still, even after all these years, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He still does what Sean Michaels says. So I think if Sean pushed it hard enough, then Vince would probably be like, yeah, he's probably right. If Sean thinks it, then, <laughs> you know. When they're doing their like daily spa session right. together. They might still be his old men. <laughs> Pretty sure Sean Michaels is one of the only few people that's been to Vince's house as a wrestler. Vince might actually like that big old beard Sean Michaels has got now. <laughs> and the lazy eye. Maybe. Sean, you looking at me or you looking over there right now? Oh, what was that storyline? Staring at my wife, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Stare at her. <laughs> All right, we'll move it. <laughs> we'll move on to SummerSlam. Seriously, the show, both SmackDown and Raw this week, we're all billed for SummerSlam. Oh. So officially, we're getting. Goldberg on Monday Night Raw looked pretty good this week for the first time in fucking 20 some. However long he's been what? in the wrestling industry, he Clint did not. I, right. He did not look bad on Monday Night Raw. He actually cut a decent promo, and because the dude gets in his own head, because he's Goldberg, and then does ignorant shit like headbutts the door that's completely closed and knocks himself out before he comes ring all the time, <laughs> or he'll say some ignorant shit or forget his promo or whatever. But this last week on Monday Night Raw, he did he a, like a it. Well, well, I think yeah. they gave him something simple enough that he was able to handle, and his child was there, right? I think it was his kid was yeah. there this week, right? Yep. And, and his, I think that his, helped. Uh, his kid had, looks like he has a potential in wrestling too. I think that helped out quite a bit too. I've seen some video of um, yeah, MVP. MVP starts talking shit to his kid, so he fucking spears MVP. I seen some video of Goldberg working in the gym, and his, he's got his son in there working out with him and stuff too. So I do think that his son's goal is to well, one day probably be a pro wrestler. But hopefully, well, it's, it's official. A better pro wrestler than his dad. Well, it is official. It is official. We get Lashley and Bobby at or I just gave the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get Goldberg and Lashley at SummerSlam for the WWE Championship. I think Lashley wins it. Um. Did you guys see? Gets Lashley over as someone who could be Brock Lesnar beat Goldberg, right? And Lashley hasn't beat anybody. Goldberg like, squashed fucking Lesnar. Right. But I'm saying, like, Lashley hasn't beaten anybody Goldberg caliber of a wrestler. So, I mean, Lesnar caliber of a wrestler. So, if they're since really wanting to bring Lesnar back. Since he's back, been champ, all he's done is beat Drew McIntyre eight times. That's what I'm saying. He has no. <laughs> you, you can say that Goldberg's legitimate. I guess in WWE universe as champion as someone <laughs> hard who's put, for you to say it is someone who's put asses in seats. Um, Bobby Lashley hasn't really done that yet. Drew McIntyre hasn't put asses in seats because of COVID. <laughs> because there was no hey man, seats he put, to put them in. He put people on the screen. No, he didn't. <laughs> Some of the lowest ratings of all time. He has a sword that's made from the tooth of the Loch Ness Monster. Okay, here we go. Speaking of it, did you see what he did with the sword this week? <laughs> Taped it together? No, he. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been better. No, he uh, wrestled the other fucking big dude for Jinder Mahal and uh, the Bollywood Boys. No, he's no, got, he's they, got they two got, seven they foot got five Bollywood Boys now that look like uh, yeah, the Bro Bruiser Brody. The Bollywood Boys got released, mm. but no. Uh, Jinder <laughs> and those two are in the ring with chairs surrounding him, and they let him walk over to the turnbuckle, and he grabs his sword and points at all three of them, and they all run out of the fucking <laughs> ring. They thought, he's a madman. He's going to kill us with that sword. <laughs> Made from the tooth of the bloody Loch Ness Monster. How did he fix it? Magic. Oh, he, sold, or he stole his own sword back, and the broken one was the a fake that he let Jinder <laughs> have. Yeah. So this storyline is just god-fucking-awful. Like, you could put us three in charge of fucking... He was just champ. <laughs> it was just... No, he wasn't really. 
I told you, you that all year. You could put all three of us <laughs> as WWE creative, and we could bring Raw back. The only thing <laughs> even, this is missing is wait, Heath Slater to even, come in for the run. Even Jinder Mahal's, like, after he lost the championship, his run before he disappeared till just this last, I don't know, week was even more weak. <laughs> was even more legit than what they're probably what they're doing to poor old Drew. Oh my goodness, I can't not. And it's just I missing Heath Slater to come in. And then literally the with rest the money in the bank or something. He, had he not signed with Impact, he'd have been back by now as special referee and for then some li- shit. Literally the rest of it all is whatever they booked the week before. We booked the same match with a different with the reverse. With a different yeah, the reverse. <laughs> so yeah, you, you had Keith Lee and Cross. Keith Lee beats Cross. Uh, you had uh, yeah, you had this match and the other person won. You had this match, the other person it wasn't worth your fucking time. <laughs> the main event, no. you had uh, Charlotte and Nikki again. But this time it was a no-holds-barred match, and instead of Charlotte winning, Nikki won. And uh, that's Monday Night Raw. And then uh, SmackDown, the the boss is back, Sasha. She comes out, starts the show. Of course, she gets her title shot against Bianca at fucking SummerSlam, so that's on the card. Uh, Zelina Vega came out all pissed off because, well, why should Sasha get show up and instantly get a title match? Well, she has Sasha Banks. So, of uh, course... She hasn't been back since WrestleMania, right? Yeah. So, she automatically gets a title shot anyway because she never got a rematch. Yeah, it is a rematch. So, no one can complain. Plus, they don't have anybody else to throw it at, Bianca. Carmella. We've already saw her loss four weeks in a row. Home wrecker. <laughs> home wrecker. She is. Home wrecker. She is the home now. Uh, the, main, the She is. Uh, we did get to see Zelina Vega and Bianca wrestle each other last night on the show. And if Zelina won, she gets a title match after SummerSlam. Which she Bullshit. put on a hell of a match, but of course she loses. Because she said Union. Yeah. <laughs> Her, she, she's the new jobber for SmackDown's women. Yeah, it's because fucking Malachi Black. Vince McMahon did that shit on purpose, too, just uh, like with the NXT oh guys losing. Let's see. We had uh, Tegan we had Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart again coming it's out Knox, in the tank. right? My signer and barrier for the next five years. It's definitely <laughs> not Tegan Knox no more. Uh, they call her Tegan Knox on the way down to the ring. Oh. Uh, wow. Give her two weeks, and Vince will be like, it's just Knox. No, she was. Like, the first week she came out, it was just Knox. Knox well, well, and yeah, Shotzi. It, it, just says to, or it just says Knox on the uh, screen, but the uh, ring announcer, which what, is it Greg Hamilton for SmackDown? <laughs> he, he he still calls her Tegan Knox, and uh, she wrestled Tamina for like the third time. She won. Uh, Told you Tamina's done, bro. Oh, man, she Tamina. had her spot, and they fucking let it go. Actually, it was another distraction because Shotzi fired the tank at her to distract her, and then Tegan rolls her up with the most devastating shot T-shirts. Move. No, she's a little fucking toy rockets. Even roll better. up, huh? Yeah. <laughs> then you had Dominic and the Usos. Because they get a rematch at SummerSlam, so it'll be the Mysterios against the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. And Jay beat Dominic, right? That'd probably be the best yeah. match on the whole show. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they don't put it on the undercard for him drinking and driving. Do, no, bro. You had... Another fuck you from Vince McMahon. <laughs> He's giving <laughs> out all the fuck yous this month, isn't he? I would not want to talk it's, to him. It is 98 Vince McMahon in this bitch. 98, 99. He's back. He don't you, give a fuck. You, uh, no uh, chance sorry. in hell. You had the Dirty Dogs and the Street Profits, which Street Profits won. Dirty Dogs is Dolph Ziggler. Who the Ziggler fuck is the Dirty Dog? Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler and, uh, and Robert Roode. Robert Roode. Oh, that's what they landed on? They have no gimmick or no... They have no steam behind them. They have no nothing. They're do- They're nothing. They need to both disappear for about six months and come back. Go learn a new hold. Dolph Ziggler might as well go to AEW be with his brother. Be a weak Dolph man. Ziggler ought to fucking retire. He's old as shit. And fucking... Robert Roode could get over, but... No, no he can't. He's a former NXT champion. 
The, well, Vince McMahon or whatever. <laughs> he was Vince a McMahon, former Impact champion. Well, AJ was. Well, see, here's, he's just a, he had just as upside as AJ did. Vince McMahon was super over on his entrance, and that's what got him up to the main roster so quick, right? And I've heard that from about eight or nine different sources yeah, glorious. of yeah, sources shit. of people that were calling in to bust it open, and that's why. He, and, and he got the big call up, but then after they got him there, like, how do we write for this guy? I don't know. You fucking book him like you have since Nick Bockwinkle, fucking in a suit, fucking talking about how he's the fucking greatest. He would have been way over. Well, like three podcasts, and I've told you they, yeah, don't know Nick, how, they don't have writers that know how to do that. Nick Bockwinkle's like one of only three ever fucking champions for the AWA. They've got to get some writers who know wrestling instead of fucking Hollywood fucking, well, writers Ga- who can't Gagne, write Bo- for Gagne. Vince has this final say. What, Gagne and uh, Bockwinkle traded the title back in AWA for like 30 years? Yeah, forever. I think right now, and then, uh, and then the only other one you had Henning. I think right now, Zabisco. Zabisco. I think right. Should have gave it to Hogan then, and it would probably we'd probably be watching AWA today. I think right now, in the last probably six months, Vince McMahon's been more in tune with what's going on on TV than he has been in the last two or three years. I, I mean, I th- <sighs> he's just changing now. Vince McMahon is plugged in, like. People think that he's unfocused or that he's not paying attention or he's just letting this happen. He, he's it's not, his show. He's, he's dialed not, the fucking. Nothing goes I, on TV without him knowing that it's on TV. Not, he's not going to give the fans what they want. They don't in wrestling. That's the that's where you go fucking wrong every time. I'm just that's talking, talking every, about. I'm, I'm just talking about as far as the goofiness of the writing and it coming across. Like, dude, SmackDown's writing is so much better than Raw's though. I, I that's what I'm saying. I think that he, he has final say, but I don't think that he was for a long time 100 percent like. Honestly, the best paying close enough attention to like this is not going to make any fucking. sense. Honestly, I think on SmackDown last night the best writing was just Paul Heyman giving fucking shit to Kayla Braxton or whatever her name is, and um, <laughs> during their interview. He had like that Mark Carano and people like that doing dirty shit underneath him that he didn't really know about neither. By the way, obviously, you know, uh, knew, and, there's nothing in that company that goes on that he don't know about, man. I, I bet there's little dirty things that go on that they don't aren't 100 percent privy to because it sounds to me like they got a pecking order of people scared, and if no one's talking to nobody up above because you're scared somebody else is going to do something, then nobody knows shit ever. <laughs> and that's the way it sounds like they were running the roost back there is keep everyone scared enough that they don't talk to nobody up above them. So that way we don't have to have to answer no questions. I need to learn that. No, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> you know, but no, uh, that's called being. They all love you, Brent. They all love you. <laughs> Except for one. <laughs> maybe two. Yeah, maybe two. But yeah, no, uh, no it's also official. We have uh, Edge and Seth Rollins at SummerSlam, which I think is going to be probably the best match on the fucking card. You're an Edge Mark. I like I'm Edge. I'm not an Edge Mark. I'm a fucking Seth Rollins Mark. <laughs> oh, well. I like Edge too, but you've liked everything Edge has done since he's been back, and it's all been dog shit. I don't think it's going to be the best match of the night, though. I just think that the matches they've put Edge in have been the best match on the card. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an Edge. I'm not an Edge mark, honestly. Uh, I've never actually been an Edge fan. Just when you look at the wrestling on the show, that's probably the best match that they've had on the show. <laughs> I am a Seth Rollins mark, though. So he hurts people. Well, sometimes <laughs> you fuck around, and pay attention, you won't get hurt. I don't know. I like Seth. He's never been bigger Salsa, than when he was on the. He's also got a pretty wife. Well, Becky Lynch That's is my favorite women's wrestler ever, but uh, which I totally did ever not at write. all time. I Becky totally Lynch? did not write her down as a potential person on my list because I totally forgot about her for some reason. Because <laughs> she's not fucking irrelevant anymore. 
Are you kidding me? She's the only one that is relevant. She's though. the only fucking female they talk about because when's she coming back? Is she coming back tomorrow, next week, SummerSlam? Well, never. Well, be that, was, that, was one of the, impact. that was one of the fucking highlights of uh, Raw, honestly, when Charlotte came out. They all started cheering Becky or whatever. I don't think she knows that and she Char- wants to come back. Charlotte goes, Becky's not here. And guess what? Becky didn't sell out the arena. I did. <laughs> and, yeah, that's to be so. debated. Um, I don't know if the arena was Becky out. with I the blood on her fucking out. nose and shit. Right, and I get fucking it. being right. a warrior. That is fucking now iconic you, all now time. Now you got to come back from him with a baby and top that. And now, and well, you're not. You don't have to top it. That's one of those immortal moments. She'll show up. And I don't, she, she's, she, a made, she's a made woman. She'll show she's up. She's the only made woman. I don't know. That she she will show up and challenge Charlotte when Charlotte wins the fucking championship. And immediately slam. be over. That's one of those things. Maybe. She's never going to be bigger than she was at that moment. And she'll be able to ride out that moment for the rest of her fucking career. Like, Maybe she That's might. one of those immortal moments. And now we're going to talk about a not an immortal moment. And we're going to talk about somebody that's fucking irrelevant. And you're going to talk about fucking Apollo Crews being the goddamn intercontinental champion. I ain't the talking mo- about Apollo. <laughs> well we're not going to but i'm just saying i gotta bring it up because i wrote it down on the paper and if it's on the paper i gotta talk about it. no i'm just kidding but <laughs> actually i just want to rant about why the fuck is apollo cruz the intercontinental champion the motherfucker doesn't do anything Commander. and every match ends with the big who mother- did he fight this week shinsuke shinsuke gets a title match probably at king's k yeah well yeah king Com- king nakamura him and him and rick Boogs. <laughs> Commander Aziz is why he's the IC champion. Yeah, Commander Aziz fucking pulls everybody out of the ring he, on the fucking two count and punches him in the throat. He's Dabakato, right? He gets yeah, him over. Dabakato. He helps get him over. So Shinsuke gets a title match at probably SummerSlam because he got disqualified because Aziz got involved in the match. So he'll, he won't win at SummerSlam because he'll get involved in the match and the champion he's, keeps the belt on disqualification. He's still doing the African gimmick. Oh, fuck yeah, he is. It's retarded. <laughs> we'll just go on to Finn and Corbin. I mean, whatever. You ready to go to Finn and Corbin? Sure. Well, no, because I don't care about fucking Baron Corbin. And I feel oh, sorry. dude, you have to watch some Baron Corbin. I feel sorry for Finn Balor. He's got to be brought back to the main roster and immediately thrown to the fucking... Uh, the well, wolf, the wolf. it's next, over, dude. The, well, the, next, the, the next wolf, few, unfortunately, I got to say few, that shit, The next but. few weeks, he'll be involved with the Usos and Roman Reigns after he, uh, he did beat Corbin in the match. And then, of course, Roman came out and did his little... You keep your name out of my mouth, and you throw the fucking microphone at him, and he turns around to walk out of the fucking ring, and Finn Balor shoves him out of the ring and gives him his finger point, and then here comes the Usos from behind and beats the shit out of Finn Balor, so then Finn kicks the shit out of the Usos. So when Roman got to the top of the fucking ramp and thought that uh, it was over, he turns around, and Finn Balor's just standing there, and both of his cousins are beat the fuck up. He takes his shirt off and walks down the ring to fight Finn and Finn starts to beat the shit out of Roman. So then the Usos get back up and fucking beat the shit out of him and just an endless story. The show ends with fucking uh, Roman Reigns giving fucking Finn the uh, orange punch. I'm going to call it the orange punch because I like Orange Cassidy. So uh, that's what happens and he's laying in the ring and the show goes black. feel sorry for Finn. Well, yeah, nah, dude, he's gonna, he's, dude, I'm telling you, fucking that Baron to, Corbin thing was not a step back whatsoever. They, uh, they just need to, feed. and he's in the main event. He's in the main fucking storyline. Actually, actually his, for. actually his storyline that he's going on now is, has been better than anything in the last year or two that he was King Corbin. Yeah. He, uh, they're trying to, um, better than when he was the commissioner, better than when he was fucking the lone wolf or whatever. They're trying to make more guys for Roman to beat, to get to WrestleMania to be able to wrestle rock. Well, Finn Balor is a good choice because they're going to get beat for six months and everybody's going to forget about him again. (laughs) 
Vince I won't McMahon. Forget, I won't forget about him. Me and you won't know, but Vince McMahon, he's one of them guys. He's just gonna. Thing is, he never got his rematch for the uh, fucking Universal Championship. Uh-huh. He was the first ever Universal Champion. You know what? Too cool. Lost the tag team titles. Never got the rematch either. Well, it's also because the Universal Champion don't mean shit either. No, it's, it's not, not a real, real title. belt. Yeah. It's fake <laughs> belt. Well, I hate to say it, Roman's the fucking Universal Champion. So fake belt. Well, that's why you. Bobby that's why Lashley, you then. unite the fucking brands back together. You know what made me happy on Monday Night Raw? Charlotte Flair, every time she comes out to the ring, it always says uh, Ric Flair's daughter. It didn't say that this last week on Monday Night Raw. I've seen her boots said CF now. Well, that's because Rick's no longer with the company. Right. <laughs> All right, and we'll uh, move on to our SummerSlam top ten list, but you guys are going to fucking love this one. <coughs> it's Dave Meltzer's top ten SummerSlam matches. <laughs> so, Just when I thought WWE lifts leaves the dumbest um top tens out there and shit here comes old fucking uncle dave uncle oh, dave fuck dave Meltzer. <laughs> well that's why i picked it because you guys love dave uh, i've read he, him my whole life but he likes him i don't i don't like him at all no he's like he is the problem with wrestling journal like i am continually this is why wrestling journals don't get taken seriously that's because he makes up fiction and hyper fucking stands numbers that he would have no access to and then he also takes a story all. that he heard from like 10 other people and he doesn't get the and then he story. jobbed to the remark to the fucking boys back and forth between companies and the, like the whole time like he would just print the shit to talk shit and like the boys only read it to see what like maybe there's like a, a to read like what they're getting paid or whatever but really they just talk shit to him to see if he'd print it to get them like it was all wrestler political bullshit and the medium that they use <laughs> he's too much oxygen in while he's getting his, his point no, out he's burping, pass I'm out. just saying fuck Dave Meltzer <laughs> well we'll start with number 10 then hey, and number 10 pisses me off right off the bat <laughs> and I haven't even announced it yet man <laughs> it's it's Bret Hart and the British Bulldog 1992 at Wembley Stadium Name another iconic moment that motherfucker should be number one that match dude had... I have I, ha- I have the shirt for that match that match had a lot more going in it than just um bret hart versus british bulldog um it was at wembley stadium like you said and i think believe that's the only summer slam they've i think might be the only big pay-per-view they've ever done they haven't done it since then have a paper i mean besides the saudi arabia show no they they used to have their uk shows that they didn't you buy the pay-per-view but but it wasn't like a mega show it wasn't like a a survivor series it was like a no mercy or, or uh Mayhem in Manchester. Well, that, that shit was at like at 10 o'clock in the morning, and that's why they stopped doing it, because of the time difference. Yeah, but they would still release the tape well, you that, could buy. as well, you that, know. well, that's like Live Aid, how you had Phil Collins do a show over there and then fly over here and do a show in the same day because of time zones. Yeah, <laughs> he's, like is, the only, he's like the only person to ever do that. That's so, cool shit. Yeah, it is. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he, he got on uh, the Concord, which gets you here in, what, like two hours? And he, yeah, he performed with Genesis over there, and then he performed as Phil Collins over here. So that was the also the main event of that SummerSlam, and also in the crowd that night was Davy Boy Smith's sister, and I believe she suffered from like spina well, bifida or MS or something like well, that also, very badly, and she was in the crowd that night for her brother to win the IC title, and like they had her get in the state. I believe she got in the ring with him at the end of her. He got in the crowd with her well, or something. Showed her on the thing, and they had a big old huge hug, and she passed away, I believe, not too long after that. Well, you also, you also so, had Bret Hart's sister, which married Davey. And they were family, too, and to be honest with you, that match should have probably been for the WWF it's Championship. It's one of the technical best matches not, not in the, the, inter- fucking, not yes. the Intercontinental title. 
Yeah. 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 And but you know, just this should not be number yeah. two. Inter- which which, which was what Brett was just as big at the time. Brett actually didn't win the championship until WrestleMania of that year. Right. So. Uh, but it just that that and that that also at the time was when the Intercontinental title was a it was a it big, actually big something deal. It, it actually mattered you know, like fucking yes, Apollo Crews yes, holding it. Yes. It hadn't mattered though since like fucking '97. Um, compared to some of these other ones, it should be definitely a one or two on this list. All right, so we'll move on to number nine. If you guys are ready for number nine, you have uh, TLC one, two thousand. That's a pretty big deal too. I feel like that should be number three. Yeah, as the first of its kind. What, behind uh, three iconic tag teams in it. The Dudleys, Edge and Christian, and I mean, the Hardys. It's and the only time that WWE had a tag team division. And they did extremely, extremely... I agree with that. They did extremely innovative things in that match where people are still trying to either emulate today or make it better. The whole damn pay-per-view based off of it. And now it's overproduced. And just like CM Punk said, WWE's overproduced and over overhyped. I know. So, yeah. you know, Hell in a Cell can't even watch it anymore it makes me sick to watch a hell in the cell match where that used to be the coolest thing to watch all year round you know and the thing is they don't use the actual fucking gimmick they don't use the cell anymore at least they haven't got the royal rumble wrong yet when they start doing rumbles every other week then we'll know it's fucking completely uh, well they fucking tried to saudi arabia which speaking of royal, oh. which speaking of a royal rumble just real fast this is going to go off topic last night i watched battle riot from mlw because they finally released it the one they just did back in Jan- or july they, oh, did, yeah. they didn't advertise or they didn't show it when it actually debuted. So I watched it last night on YouTube, and you got forty guys, and it's pin submission or over the top, and uh, hmm. Alex Hammerstone wins, so he gets his title shot against Fato whenever he wants it. But uh, so was it a battle royal or yeah, it's a battle so royal. All forty and yeah, people in the ring at the same time. Uh, one comes out every minute. It sounds and like a porno name. There was like twenty people at one time, and also. <laughs> the fucking blue meanie was in it. It was awesome. Oh, that's, <laughs> I, I'm a blue meanie, Mark. He should be in AEW with his no, buddy QT Marshall. No, he shouldn't. QT Marshall shouldn't be in AEW, which <laughs> I was happy he wasn't on this last week's episode. Shit made me oh, smile. Yeah, to, to apologize to Tony. None of his family was on there at all. So all right. All right. We'll go to number eight. <laughs> you got Kurt Angle and uh, Steve Austin at uh, SummerSlam 2001. I mean, that's seven, eight to me. That's a good match um i mean i guess it is seven or eight right it's eight it's eight yeah that's uh, right where i think belongs. i think it falls in the right place at that time austin wasn't in the best of spirits uh kurt angle was firing on all cylinders that was uh 2001 so that was um invasion uh, angle that was when stone cold i think just had jumped ship to wcw because the first pay-per-view after the invasion where it was wwf guys versus wcw guys which we watched it on here they had the light heavyweight versus a cruiserweight yeah. Um, Booker T fought the Rock that night at that at that SummerSlam. Um, that same night, I believe Booker T puts Stone Cold through a table and he breaks his hand in the match. And then that's where that whole thing where they told Booker T because he was a new WWF wrestler that he had to carry Steve Austin's bags. And Booker <laughs> T was like, "I ain't carrying his bags." And then it became a big uh, that's, issue. That's when uh, Booker T got the rap for injuring people, right? Right, and it became a big deal that until, Booker T injures re- people until and, they realized that. Uh, like the table was slick or whatever, so it wasn't his fault. And then yeah. they realized that he's actually one of the better guys in the ring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and that was and all that, but it was a pretty good match too. Uh, they 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 did a good job of getting Stone Cold over as a complete badass, like they always did. And they also got Kurt Angle over in that match as the guy who wouldn't ever give up. Stone Cold beat the motherfucker to a bloody pulp in that match, and then well, fuck, and then some. A, dude, he's a. Real life Olympian who if, won a gold medal with an actual broken neck. If that's the match, now. I think it is. He runs 
uh, like he throws Kurt Angle, like tosses him into the outside ring post like seven or eight times, and Kurt Angle sells it. So he probably really was banging his head off of it, to be honest with you. He sells it so good. And if it wasn't for Raven uh, fucking crucifying Sandman that night, he probably would end up in ECW first. For me, the only reason it lands in an eight is because there's it ends up being a no contest. Stone Cold Uh, beats up all the referees until one comes out and finds actually Nick Patrick comes out and because Dave uh, Meltzer only gave it like a four star. Well, it's a real it's a really good match. It really is. But like I said, at the end of the match, Stone Cold starts beating up all the referees. And then Nick Patrick comes out, and he's a WCW referee, and he fucking uh, disqualifies it, Steve Austin for beating the referee. Meltzer's saying that shit's better Nick, than Wembley Stadium. Nick Patrick just took a fucking bump in the corner. He's down. <laughs> it's just it's just funny match. to me how the match ended with Stone Cold beating up all the referees until a WCW referee came out and disqualified him for beating up referees because the WWE referees wouldn't disqualify <laughs> him. Like, he's trying to keep the title that bad that he was just stunning referees left and right. It was cool. It was a good ending. <laughs> all right, we'll go to number seven. You have The Undertaker versus Edge at SummerSlam 2008. Um, Undertaker and Edge. I mean, you can't say nothing bad about the Undertaker ever. I feel like anybody that gets in the ring, unless you're Nathan Jones, uh, or the Giant Gonzalez, puts on a great match with the Undertaker. Oh, wait, I'm trying uh, to remember which one. Even this is. even those guys, the Undertaker had the ability to almost make them look good in the ring. He's that good at selling that he made. This is one you start like this is the beginning of his once a year shit, right? 2008. Mm, I don't know if that was the beginning of his once a year shit or not. I'm not sure. I know he was back to being the Taker gimmick. By that yeah, point. he was the Undertaker by then. Um, but I don't know. That might have this, been right after he went on the thing with Randy era, Orton, right? This is an era of wrestling I don't know a lot about. Or 2008 is when I'm he getting, was. I'm getting, I'm getting caught back up in this era. He so was, this is all you guys. He was strictly is, SmackDown. Yeah, strictly SmackDown. And this is the era of fucking like right after they did the live sex show and shit with Lita. I think he was still wrestling decently full time at that time. I think he was just doing SmackDown, like not road shows, but this just SmackDown like, uh, TV this shows. This is like Edge and and Vicky Guerrero. I think and Dolph was, Ziggler. I think he was still around at that time. He just wasn't wrestling unless it was like a main event wrestling match, and it was only on like SmackDown, not at like house shows or nothing like that. I feel like this one falls short. This is this is off the list, and Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels. It's been too long since I've seen the match that I would need to go back and watch it again. I think so. I think it's in the proper spot. Well, yeah, I did throw this. I didn't even tell you guys about this list. I just did it. Got completely cut you off guard. I'm trying. Well, then I'm. It's good because I'm trying to think what I can remember from this match, and I can't. Right. And if I can't remember something from the match, and I feel like that's probably where it needs to be at. So off the list. What belt is it for? World Heavyweight Title. Ah, shit! I didn't even write that down. It's got to either be for the World Heavyweight. Title well, wasn't Ed, the world heavyweight. Edge, no, it's well, WWE. Edge, Edge would have been like the undisputed champion at that point, right? Well, um, if it's 2008 and SmackDown, well, then, the then you're going to have the world heavyweight the title and you're going to have the WWF championship. Say this is the first draft WWE championship. So it, SmackDown had there the right. WWE championship because Brock Lesnar was on SmackDown. He was WWE well, champion. I went back and forth a bunch. John Cena had WWE on SmackDown, but then Batista took it to SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. So the world heavyweight title for a long time was on Raw because Eric Bischoff gifted it Triple H on a silver right, platter. Right, right. Triple H the whole time Evolution had it. It was 05, 06, and 07, whatever. It switched. When 08 when came John, around. John Cena came and then to Raw with. Right, and then it's title switch TV. Which, since you mentioned John Cena, yeah, are, you guys, yeah. are you guys ready for the Can run? We just of, are you guys down four or five? <laughs> are you guys ready for the run of John Cena? That was Undertaker's last run, 2008. I'm thinking about it. He actually had a run with the world title on SmackDown where he was on there every pretty much every week. And I think that left him and Edge at WrestleMania that year too. Mm. I think that's when him and Edge wrestled at WrestleMania. After that, I think he started going to once, kind of once a year, once every few months. Mm. All right, well, we'll move on to number six. 
you have Daniel Bryan against John Cena at SummerSlam 2013. Daniel Bryan, John Cena. I'm, I, I, That's pre-Daniel Bryan being over. I mean, he was over with the Yes movement and all that stuff, but it was still when he was getting knocked out by Kane in 30 seconds. I'm trying to think if this was before or after their TV show with the, the it was, Bellas. It was before. Because when they were doing that TV show, I thought they wrestled against each other too, and it made no sense to me because like, next week you got them on TV being right. buddy-buddy with each other at John's it was house. before. Like, all that shit was like 15. I mean, I'm sure it was a good match. Yeah. I'm not a John Cena guy. So well, I'm we'll, sure there were some kicks. I'm sure there. I know that there was five moves. <laughs> if anything, <laughs> speaking of five moves, we'll just move on to number five. Do we, did you know who won that match? Did, did it tell you who won it? It was John uh, Cena. Cena. Yeah, that figures. And then number five is Seth Rollins and Cena at SummerSlam 2015. Apparently, Meltzer didn't like Cena's match in 2014. 15 was uh, authority, Seth Rollins. Yeah, it was probably a pretty good match. Or no, uh, that was it. Was Money in the Bank, Seth Rollins, pre like right or right after he cashed in? Yeah, it was Authority, right after he cashed in the thing with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Would have been this SummerSlam. I don't, I don't remember nothing about it. But <laughs> I don't remember nothing about it. it uh, I do. It was a pretty good match. I think someone bled in it. Actually, I think they pulled the old juicer in it. This is you could this is a period. I, like I said, too. this is the period I'm still catching up on so that was like the last time i was really excited about wrestling i mean that that year with 2015 was the rise of Daniel bryan and shit cm punk bowing out if if it was when seth was on that real good authority heel run right around that time then yeah it was it was very good tv and it was definitely probably because didn't john cena try to go straight at him and the authority when he yeah. brought yeah so it was probably i'm sure it probably Remember was sting came back and helped yep. john cena if i can take down the authority or whatever <laughs> yeah and they gave sting shitty music the what they call him the vigilante sting yeah Ooh, what a vigilante <laughs> well vigilante will go to number four which surprise surprise you have john cena against aj styles at SummerSlam 2016 this match i do have remember I do. That's the face and that runs the place versus the champ that runs the camp. Right. That was, it was a AJ, very good match. AJ won. And they let them put on a decent re- wrestling match. AJ's hair was an awkward length at that time. Yes, though. it was. It was. I prefer short-haired AJ to long-haired AJ. The whole build-up for that match. He looks like a fucking soccer mom for real, though. <laughs> like. The whole build-up for the match was good because they were both doing very good mic work. Well, well no, I'm both saying Karen at the store. I, I prefer TNA, <laughs> TNA short-haired. Oh, yeah. Oh, to, short, short-haired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, too. That's the action figure I owned. Yeah, he preferred the <laughs> AJ Styles with Air Paris hair. Yeah, but even after that, like the five, six years after that when he's the phenomenal one in TNA or whatever. And gelled up and shit, looking yeah. all cute. I think I kind of still, if I still had hair, that's kind of how I wear it. He's he's a, <laughs> he's grunged AJ Styles now. I don't. He just doesn't ever have to do anything ever he's, again. He, like, he's, he's with his three move giant. He's, he's a made man. He is a made man. And I feel like at this point he's basically the the Rock Stone Cold Triple H. He's AJ Styles. I mean, maybe not popularity wise, but as many miles as he's got on his wrestling, he yeah. might he might have more miles than all them guys. To be honest with you. Uh, as far as in ring, I mean, work, he's definitely Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. Over as far as in ring work, if you said I got AJ Styles coming to my indie show, you got at least a thousand people guaranteed. I'm more than that. You think so? Oh yeah. I mean, AJ Styles is as popular as Kevin Nash or, or Scott Hall or Triple H or he ain't he ain't Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold. John I'd say Cena, Hulk Hogan. I said Stone Cold, The Rock. And say Hulk Hogan. Them four. You know who you're fucking. No, I didn't broach nothing Rick. with Hulk Hogan. Dog. You know who your motherfucking. No, I didn't say Ric Flair. Rush, did I? Mount Rushmore is. Right, but I didn't, I didn't put him up with them two dudes. 
Well, I'm saying I. I didn't you have mean, there was no you're Hogan not, or Flair then you're putting Hogan. You're putting. I said Austin, Stone Cold the before rock. that. They're younger, more relevant. Uh, I guess they're not young though. They're younger than Hogan and Flair. All right, you ready for number three? Yeah. <laughs> Which number three is honestly the one I'd put at number one. It's uh, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, the ladder match. The ladder match. Nah, for the IC the, title at SummerSlam I, that 95. That was the, the rematch for their one at WrestleMania 10. I'm okay with that one. It wasn't oh. as good as the first one, though. Their second one was good, but it wasn't as good as the WrestleMania 10 one for me. I thought that should be like five or six. I was going to say three is a good spot for it because the, re- the other ones are John Cena matches. Right. It wasn't better than the John Cena matches. I'd put John Cena and AJ in that spot and move that one up. Really? Mm-hmm. You fucking really liked Suicide Squad, didn't you? That was a good movie, yeah. <laughs> but not because of that, but just because the they basically had the same match they did at SummerSlam that they did at WrestleMania 10. Clint's a John Cena fan again. Not, but I'm just saying, like, it it wasn't. Overall, if you had to compare the two ladder matches, I'm taking WrestleMania 10 over SummerSlam. At SummerSlam, was a forget. When was the last time you remember? Do you remember the match they had at SummerSlam for the ladder, or do you remember the one from WrestleMania 10? If you get asked about it, <laughs> no one says, "Oh, the SummerSlam." I'm one. Gonna, actually, I'm going to pick SummerSlam because I think that's the one I watched re- most recently. <laughs> I think SummerSlam <laughs> was the better match. WrestleMania was the more remember moment. I, was, I mean, it's kind of like fucking Hell in a Cell shit. They just had the same exact match. That was so. It's kind of like when Zach. It's kind of think... like when Zach asked you guys between uh, Undertaker and Mankind and Shawn yeah. Michaels and uh, Under. Is it Undertaker, right? Yeah, I think the only difference was that Sean won the belt back because Razor Ramon went to WCW, right? No, Sean was champ when that shit happened. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, yeah, Razor didn't leave until 96. Yeah. Right. So, Sean was coming back and never actually officially lost the Intercontinental Championship, so they had the two belts type the that, first time. That yeah. was a 10, yeah, and then they had a rematch for it at SummerSlam. So that's, that's why Sean Michaels fucking recommends the ladder match for everything now. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's the ladder match guy. He is. So we'll go. So kind of stole it from the other ladder match guy. <laughs> so we'll go on to number two. We got a fatal four way match. The champion was Brock Lesnar. So it was against uh, yeah, Braun Strowman, Samoa Joe, and Roman Reigns at SummerSlam 2017. I feel like he put this one there because it's just got so many people in it. I don't, I don't first know time why they're trying ever. to put it. Well, Dave Meltzer's trying to put it there because he's trying to show WWE what they missed in Braun Strowman and fucking Samoa up Samoa Joe. Joe. It's like the first time they ever had like a six-pack challenge for a fucking championship on fucking SummerSlam. It's, it's, it's when Brock stupid. came out and challenged the best that Raw had or whatever. Braun. He got them hands. Uh, I liked when they wrestled at Royal Rumble and he really um, punched Braun in the head and they showed it in slow motion. Um, you see him, Braun's whole brain go Flipping over the limo. It did. He, in, in that slow motion, he hits him, bow, and you see Braun's brain go. That's why Braun Strowman never got over. They didn't just have an angle of him having two cars fucking broken out. Fucking Lesnar rocked his fucking ass, dude. That part is only on the list because Meltzer rated it so high. So we'll just move on to number. fucking take place in the Tokyo Dome or something? For SummerSlam? That's what I'm wondering why fucking Dave Meltzer is so high on Oh, I don't know, man. He's fucking ate up. Because he loves Brock Lesnar. And Braun. So we'll go to number one. And we got Hart versus Hart at SummerSlam 94. I could go with that because I'm a huge Hart mark for that's number two for me and 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 it was in the cage bulldogs on one but and that that's what i'm saying that cage match they had was look at this fucking killer coming out to the ring (laughs) you say that every (laughs) time yeah it's chris benoit sends a shiver up my spine he does i got a goosebump and he's the wcw champion at the time randy orton's looking at him like he wants to kill him though no that's a 
That's, this, that, that's about a year beforehand. That's, that's still the WCW I mean, it's the big champion. Old belt, yeah. but it's the world heavyweight belt. This, now. this is about a year before that. Next year, about care. this time is when it's that still shit the, happens. It's still the WCW championship. <laughs> well, before that, it was the NWA one. Yeah, that ne- is true. Next year, about this time is when all that shit went down. So, Clash of Champions. That belt has a history from 1905. Yeah. Not not with him on it, it don't. There's black tape over his name like fucking <laughs> Call of so, Duty Black Ops and shit so, whenever you uh, see his shit. So what about Hart versus Hart? That cage match was wonderful. It's a um, pretty damn good match. I'm not even a Hart fan of either it, it, no I, family. Not because there was a cage in we, it, or we, maybe because there was a cage. I don't know. We, we lost Owen before Owen's potential reached what it actually should have fucking been because so. he was before his time. I think People so. say that, but he was kind of over. Uh, he was kind of over it, and he was being the Blue Blazer. I think that he was just he was in the Ron Killings portion of his career. Nah, I think he. I think there would have been. Like, like Did you said, just really refer to him as fucking our truth with dude the blue blazer with um, nah, I'm not a- with uh, <laughs> Benoit Malenko Saturn Jericho all those guys coming in I think that Which, it it would yeah, have taken like, a turn for like, him and like Jericho and yeah he'd probably put them all over uh, being the fucking our comedy gimmick maybe but and with Kurt Angle too um I think that it really would have taken a turn I think there would have been some and if he listened really, to his wife I can just imagine he Kurt was Angle. on his way out the door anyway. Didn't just want to do that shit. I've heard so many place. podcasts where uh, them wrestlers that have been in the back with Owen Hart talking about he wasn't even never having a plan to leave wrestling. <laughs> so what his wife says and what he said and what he said to keep her happy so he could stay on the road. I'm sure you're kind of dishonoring the widow right now. It is what it is, and I know a lot of motherfuckers <laughs> tell a lot of their wives a lot of things just to keep them happy. So, and them guys are on the road like that. You know, he don't want his daughter and son to be leaving here. This million dollar house I made for you. I swear I'm gonna retire in a year. <laughs> you know and then Vince McMahon was giving him extra dollars to probably not leave for WCW because this shit will happen with Brett I'm sure there was some kind of under yeah, the Brett, table keeps this because yeah, it made no sense to me why they did Brett, him as dirty yeah, as they did and then Brett. Owen stayed unless it was Kate, unless it was a war well, because Owen say Brett, Brett, Davey and what Jim all went to WCW and they tried to talk him into going. Unless so. it was all a work the whole time, like nah. fucking Razor Ramon says. It was not a work the whole time. Nah. And no one just stayed just because now he's the only heart left in. I don't think that's why. WWE. I think they ha- I think they fucking probably restructured him and gave him more money and there's probably some under the table yeah. shit to keep him around there. Right. To keep Stu happy as well. Give you a fucking well. push, blah, blah, blah. To keep Stu happy as well, you know. Um, uh, you got anything for the rhino? <laughs> <laughs> He's a good kid. I don't. I don't, know, I don't honestly think there's much we can say about this match. It's heart versus heart. Yeah, uh, like I said, it's just they. It, like if you watch the match, there's a big spot that they do a um, a giant like uh, suplex from the top of the cage to the bottom of the cage, and you can see how like well they protect each other from like hitting their heads or getting hurt from the like the way they hold on to each other. They weren't doing the that at 10 years old. Fucking right. In understand that. Dungeon, yeah. I understand that, but just the technical ability, both those guys having them in that ring to They're be able to do that spot from that across the rope. <laughs> yeah. But for them to be able to do that spot from that high off the cage and not get hurt and not hurt one or the other guys, or even for them to come out of it with even, you know, some of them guys do that shit and I'm sure someone hits their head a little bit or their back or their elbows or whatever, but you can see like every move they do in that match is damn near to perfection. Just yeah, like at WrestleMania that, 10. He's, that, he's the excellence of execution. And that WrestleMania 10 match, like it, it's probably my top five matches of all time. Um, but this one, I feel like probably be just because the cage was in it. 
it kind of elevates you over that match just a little bit because he had the added effect of the cage in there or whatever. But it, it definitely deserves to be Shit, I think one. my number one's Randy Orton and Chris Benoit. But uh, that's that's <laughs> why you know that match probably should be on here, but it's not because Chris Benoit's a savage killer, bro. He, he's he's the name we cannot say. He does not exist. I just did. <laughs> All right, so we're at that time of the show. I think Dick's already told us his high spot and changed it like four times. So, Dick, what's your high spot? Well, week? I'm sticking with uh, Dixie at Carter. TNA Dixie with her Twitter handle up on the screen, at TNA Dixie. Uh, Dixie Carter returning to ROH. Doesn't it cost money to change your oh, Twitter I handle, know. I think, after you've got it? <laughs> no. Oh, Xbox, you gotta, it, does, it charges you like money if you want to change your shit. No, on, oh, on, on Twitter, it's free. Hmm. She's just fucking out of touch, dog. She was congratulating the women matches of ROH, and honestly, like, how much you want to bet she just reactivated an old Twitter she hadn't used? Like, do you even watch ROH? Uh, Yeah, you gotta be in the mood. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta be in the mood. It's like Saturday night at fucking ten thirty or some shit. It it records on the DVR, and honestly, last night when I started deleting all the wrestling shows because it was taking up the space, ROH was on there. It was like three episodes. I was like, delete. Don't need them. There's nobody like they're not even pretending to put on a show no more. Mm-mm. Like they're just like ain't nobody coming. Uh, ain't allowed to have nobody here anyways. And like, ladies oh. and gentlemen, by the way, wrestlers. The, hey, by the way, on the next show, <laughs> you need a tag team. You can go with uh, Jay Gresham and or wait, Jay Lethal and John Gresham. I like Jay Lethal, the writer. Yeah, the writer. <laughs> no, it's a it's a Jordan Grace's husband, the pure champion. Ooh, the pure champion. So that's what's, like what's your high spot of the week? Right? My high spot of the week is I, I didn't want a because like for the last three weeks it's been like AEW every week. So I definitely like this week I tried to find something in WWE that was going to be hey, AEW's on top right now. No, I thought I had something picked out for WWE and I was like, okay, I got it. This week's going to be WWE. Like I watched AEW all the way from the beginning almost to almost to the very end, and the whole entire time I wasn't looking at the show. Like I'm not trying to look for a high spot, but honest to God, I didn't see anything. But I was like, okay, I need to make that my high spot. So the one I got for WWE is picked. I was like, great. Get to the main event. Malachi Black and fucking uh, Cody Rhodes. Uh, Malachi, you know, they beat the shit out of each other or whatever. And Malachi starts working on Cody's leg. Got Cody down. At the end of the match, he can't stand up, right? Fucking killing me, man. I'm like, damn. He, and they're like, oh, they, he just worked Cody's leg over so bad. And Cody's like, you know, trying to, uh, uh, can't get up, can't get up. And out of the fucking corner of my eye... I see somebody slide a crutch into the ring, right? When yeah, Cody's getting ready to kick. It was Doc Samson. They, they give Cody a fucking microphone to, to cut a promo, and they fucking slide a little. Like, Tony Schiavone goes in there, Joe Rogan style, gets down on one knee. Like, Cody, Cody, how do you feel about this lost Malachi Black? He's sitting there just like fucking uh, Conor McGregor leg can't move it because it's been worked on so bad. <laughs> and then out of the fucking corner of my eye, I see a crutch get slid in the ring, and Cody's getting ready to cut a promo. The crutch hits him in the hand. He immediately looks down at the crutch and looks at the guy like, really, motherfucker? Yeah, he's like, I don't need this, <laughs> and, but I appreciate and it. And then like he slides it around him and shit, and he finally starts to get to his feet. And as he gets to his feet, like... Tony Schiavone gets up and like he's like the crutch is kind of off to the side or whatever and he's kind of like limping around like trying to like I can't stand can't stand Tony Schiavone reaches around him and hands him the crutch and the announcers are like oh the crutch there for Cody Rhodes so he can stand up you know and it's like a fucking 10 year old boys crutch <laughs> well it's Cody like Rhodes a fucking a like he boy. had to hold it down here yeah they didn't extend it yet <laughs> it was like tiny itty bitty and it just, like he just looked like he was, I don't know, man. He just looked like he, he was, was like, real, real, like it. it. This got ruined before it even got started. 
Snake bit. So the 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 crutch on AEW was my high spot for the week because <laughs> it was so. I just, I dude, I couldn't take it seriously because I was laughing so goddamn hard. I love how these high spots are turning into the low spots. I could, dude, <laughs> I do, and I really want. But then you know the the obviously it got turned into a weapon. You know after yeah. that, but no, I had a really good one for WWE. I'm not gonna say what it was, <laughs> but I had a really good one, and it was some legit. Like the one before that, the week before was like a high spot. Like it was Jericho doing the hurricane round off the top rope. Don't tell me that's not a high spot. Like, but like honestly, like this week I couldn't not. Like I was, it was such a comedy bit for me, and it, just, it totally ruined the whole end of the show. That I was like, that's got to be the highest. Because they're like, always just... looking to be the next WCW, so they have stupid shit like that that happens on oh, their show. Man. Because they... that's all they're striving to be is it, stupid shit. It, it made Cody look tremendously weak that he needed a crutch to stand up on his hurt ankle, like he can't get it up. Sounds on his like own. damn near the sparkler fucking it, poof it, moment. It also, uh, like, he didn't have none of the Nightmare family there to help him up. Like the the fucking Gun Club ain't been around for like two months. Three months, they got COVID or something. I guess I, I don't know. They're taking a uh, they're taking a sabbatical. <laughs> uh, uh, w- uh, the one dude, he hasn't. What was the other guy's name? Uh, oh, QT Marshall. He went and made his own group, didn't he? Never yeah. mind. And he then uh, the factory, right? It's the factory. And then he had some other guy that was with him too, right? Uh, the guy who was pushing that he like. No, that was Billy Gunn's son. Never mind. Yeah, it was Colton. And he Austin. let him get. He let him get the shit beat out until he bled from his guts. All right, I'm gonna go with my high spot of the week. And actually, I'm going to go with a lot of the women's matches just combined, like Charlotte and Nikki, Layla and Bunny. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Zelina Vega and uh, Bianca on uh, SmackDown. SmackDown. Just the women, the women brought it this week. Yeah, they were all great matches. So that's my high spot. I think they need a little more time still. I don't think they give them enough time still. I think they're the only ones that have good matches anymore. Yeah, but they still have to put a lot into like maybe a fucking four or five minute match. I mean, my only men my, will get like an eight nine minute match, and it's half of it's poop. And my only other high spot I could go with they had a uh, they had an Iron Man match between uh, Jordan Devlin and A Kid on NXT UK, but that was too long, and I lost. Have interest, you watched so. it yet? If it's not good enough wrestlers to be in an Iron Man match, then they shouldn't be having an Iron Man match. It was they only, can't keep it was, you entertained for an hour, only, then they should. No, nah, it was only that. a thirty-minute one, but I lost it. I lost it shouldn't it. be called an Iron Man match. No, that should be called. A well, NXT, does that shit too. NXT, NXT UK is only an hour long. That should be called an aluminum man match because <laughs> it's only thirty it's minutes. Get out of here with your copper ass. <laughs> Stainless steel it's the Reynolds, man match. The Reynolds rap match. <laughs> All right. Have you, you guys, watched NXT UK yet? No. No. I haven't either. I've got to see something exciting enough to grab me. I'm hoping that Walter and this dude on this takeover will grab me enough to be like, can, can I watch it live on Peacock? Yeah. At 2 p.m. In the, or 2 p.m. on Thursdays is when it debuts. Cause that's, <laughs> you'll, that's, be at, you'll be at work. That's 8, o- that's 8 o'clock British summertime or Might whatever. Might just be waking up. Yeah, at two maybe. o'clock depends on what day you got off. I That's guess what I'm saying what, what, if I got work night shift or day shift. I well, if you're work, if you're working di- if you're working day shift, you're there at six thirty. If you're working night shift, you're there at eleven thirty. <laughs> Fuck oh. me! If they show a replay. This is probably why he freaked out and killed his family. All right. Well, if you're a fan of the show and he's talking about Chris Benoit, just <laughs> he just fucking jumped headfirst between the ropes at like ninety miles an hour, and I shit you not, he's the he's the whole entire face. Smoke the side oh. of the fucking cage. Oh, dude. dude, he's he is a modern. Watch he was, this. He was a modern. Oh, dude, man. 
he put his hands out but did not stop his head from ga- like bashing on that. That well, was horrible. His favorite wrestler was the Dynamite Kid, so that yeah, explains but it. Even you with your hands out would try to sell it like you didn't just break your fucking head open. Hit, he full on legit. Look, don't touch me for a minute. I hit my head for real. All right, well, I'm going to end the show. So if you're a fan of the show, you like the show, give us likes. Clint wants that Webby. He's I so do. Any place you find your podcast, I think we're seeing the start of it. Our our home, Anchor <laughs> FM. We like to fake them. The start of a Webby. No, the start uh, of the fucking downfall of Christmas. <laughs> all right, well, we'll see all you guys in live a on pay per view. <laughs> all right, later.